this computer. There we go. All right, we're underway. It's Booze and Biz episode two. No, sorry, episode four. Um, all right, we're now live on Facebook. Let me mute Facebook because it's super confusing to hear myself talk. And I'm going to put in the join the Zoom. And then we do shortcut is booze and biz space. Boom. All right, now let me see if I can share this with groups real quick. So for those of you uh, that don't know, never uh, hung with us before, never partied on a Wednesday night. I know it's a weird thing to do, party on a Wednesday night. But uh, I don't know. It felt right. You know what I mean? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. I get to do whatever I want. So I decided I want to drink some beers with you guys on a Wednesday night. I'm going to share to the party rental knowledge group. we got people coming in the room here, so I'm letting them all in while sharing the groups, while running lives all over the universe. So we're just going to type in, open oh, the wrong thing. Type in, I raised my chair for this, right? So I look better on the camera. And so typing is super hard because my keyboard's really far away. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Yeah, just make sure your friends aren't chilling in the house. They're, they're here. Well, you got to kick them out. Right. What's up, Nick? What up, what up? I'm looking good. I'm going to share to one more Facebook group. I'm going to share to Jana's Facebook group just because... Jana's a great person and she does a lot of good for the industry. And I like to give back to her peeps, booze and biz episode four. So I was all planned out to like record this, right? So the recording that's going on right now is what makes its way over to YouTube. Uh, I had it all planned out to where it was going to be smooth. When I hit the record button, I'd be like ready to go. So YouTube wouldn't have to watch all the boring shit. And I jacked it up again for the fourth week in a row. I promise you, though, I will get the hang. I'll get the hang of the Zoom live, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere thing. I'll get the hang of it, man. I'm a smart guy. All right, we got John coming in. All right, then I'm also going to put in the chat here on the Zoom. Ask any questions you want. If I could type, dude. I really can't type. Definitely can't type live. All right, there we go. We are underway, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Instagram, how you guys looking? You guys looking good over there. Uh, Instagram, you guys can uh, also holler in the uh, comments if you want. Drop any questions. I'll answer 99% of any question that comes through Instagram. So I got to give Instagram some love because even though I suck at Instagram, it's still one of my favorite platforms. And uh, all right, dudes. Dudes and dudettes, we are underway. So this is... Booze and biz. I already opened my beer. I was kind of pre-gaming, so I'm on beer number like one, one point one here. But uh, this is booze and biz. We basically talk some, uh, talk some business, drink some drinks. Nothing's off the table um, as far as drinks go and as far as topics go. Um, basically, the show was born out of you know uh, Jana, Tariq, um, the Event Hawk folks. They do a lot of cool, super cool lives, roundtables as they call them, or they do some that are niche or, or topicked. Um, they're really good stuff. I enjoy them very much. Actually, Tariq has one tonight at eight, so in two hours. Um, that's going to be about how to survive the off season. I'm excited. I'm I plan on being on that one. So um, if we can end this one at eight, we can jump right into uh, Tariq's. That would be super dope. 
If not, it is what it is, and we will uh, – I'll jump into treats late. But um, anyways, yeah, so this was born out of uh, – we were doing one of those roundtables and went well into the night, way past my bedtime. And somebody that was on it, you know, said we should do a beer and wine hour. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, that sounds like my kind of meeting. Uh, so I low-key just posted, you know, on Facebook, like a super random post where I just said, thinking about doing a show where we just drink beers and talk about business. The post went like as viral as like a regular post can go, right? No, no video on or anything. And uh, it was super, super awesome. So I said, screw it. Uh, we launched the show one week later. It's a little bit of a learning curve, but uh, I just like to get on camera and talk to people and answer questions and drink some beers. So cheers to all of you guys out there. Booze and Biz episode four. Let's get rolling. Before I start talking about all the crap that I have written down, which I came well prepared this week. Um, I'd like to open it up just to see if there's anybody out there that's got questions off the jump. There's already one. Justin Dodson already asked one in the uh, Facebook chat there. But uh, if you guys have any questions, you can unmute if you're on Zoom. If you're not on Zoom, you can jump in the Zoom, ask questions. You can type questions in the chats on Instagram, on Facebook, or on Zoom. Um, but I like to open it up to you guys first, right? Because I do this to help other people. So I don't want to take up all your time talking about crap I want to talk about. So do you guys have any questions? Rock and roll. While you guys get up. I have a question. Yeah, holler, holler. What's up? Hey, this is Paulina from Outside Jumpers. So, and we're in North Carolina. Um, how did you find like the best fit for employees? Because we're having like a hell of a time finding employees. And we're at like this standstill where we need to like take the next step, but we can't. And like, we have to almost like either downgrade or I don't know if that makes sense. Like we either have to downgrade or we have to figure out something else, but like people are super unreliable and I don't know how to like get just decent people, period. So, like, right. Everybody's ambitions are different, right? So I don't want to project onto you, but to, for me, personally yeah. to downgrade is to die like no, no that's way. Where yeah okay so um what that's one of my favorite topics right and so um i have a background um i, I worked in retail-based sales for 16 years but i was a district manager for nine of those 16 and so in that world right i was overseeing up to 25 stores at a time um all across between three to four states and so in that world having people ready to go was the name of the game, right? So I kind of came into entrepreneur land, like with a leg up in that department, yeah. um, which, which when you're new and scaling and, and small, like doesn't matter. Right. And I missed that part of my old job. It's like the only thing I missed was the people part until the businesses started to grow and I started hiring. And then we took off like wildfire because I knew how to do that. So to, to answer your question, and this will probably be a long answer, so interrupt me if, if you want to ask any sub questions while I'm talking here. Okay. So the, the number one thing you're going to want to do is always be recruiting. Okay. And that doesn't mean you're going to the grocery store and telling the checkout guy or the bagger, right. That. Yeah. So yeah. you're not giving the outside jumpers card to every waiter. Right. But what you do is <clears throat> let's see, I'm a better storyteller. So, so I'll tell you kind of how I did it. So I was started looking, right? And you can go post on Craigslist, um, which costs money now, so I don't do. 
You can post on Facebook for free. There's like a job section. Um, I've experienced eh, nothing but garbage that's come through that, right? But an interview is an interview, so I'll take it. Um, and then um, I've tested Indeed. I've tested all those, but just marginal, right? Because I'm a people person. So then what I started doing was while I was doing all that, I started talking to everyone that I knew that knew people, right? And what you got to do is, is you got to remember that you got to speak to the correct audience. So the person that you're talking to, if they know just a boatload of people, you can come across, I don't want to say a little more desperate, but you can be a little more pushy when you talk to them like, hey, we're freaking dying. I need to grow, but I need people. I know you're the mayor of this freaking town. Who do you know that would be good that works for me, right? They don't know anybody. They never know anybody. So you say, right. okay, new question, right? And you just keep reframing the same question to kind of jog their brain. So you say, okay, who do you know that has a son that played football but blew his knee out, right? And yeah. you start going down those specific things and all of a sudden they're like, oh, the lacrosse kid. And you're like, Who's the lacrosse kid? Yeah, they're like, it's Christian and he's da, 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 whatever. So then they tell you about him. You go, yes, that sounds amazing. Okay, now, then, and then here's the number one mistake everybody makes. Give Christian my phone number. Christian's never going to call you. You don't, go to, you don't go to the bar and pick up a hot chick and give her your number because she ain't ever going to call you. You yeah. get her number. So that's so you need to get Christian's mom's number, Christian's dad's number, or Christian's number, right? Yeah. So now follow up to that, right? So you have Christian, like you're good, you're fine, everything's good. What tools do you provide Christian, or do you have Christian bring his own tools, like the trailer? Does he bring his own trailer? Like in the beginning, right? Because we're still like we're inching on the incline. Did you provide the trailer or did Christian bring his own trailer? Like, did he bring his dad's trailer? Like, how did you do that in the beginning? So, so this conversation gets into very gray waters, which are my favorite waters, right? I'm gray. So, um, you do what you got to do. Right. Just, just to be frank, right? Now, you're probably going to 1099 him in the beginning because yep. it's your only employee. Like, you should it, right? Because a 1099 person is not an employee. A 1099 person is a contractor. But when you're that small, it's like, right, you, everybody 1099. Um, and so if you're going to 1099, then by definition, they should bring their own stuff. Okay. But a lot of, right, they're not going to, no, they're not going to have it. So, or, or to put it even more frankly, the person you can afford doesn't have their own truck and their own trailer, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, I basically, the way I did it was I hired Tyler. Right. Well, I had some people that worked for me. Right. But fast forward to the era of now, I hired Tyler and Tyler rode with me, right. Rode shotgun with me on the deliveries and I trained him mm -hmm. through Tyler. I then recruited Ethan, who was older. Um, again, had, you know, he drove a little small Mercedes car, so he drove my stuff. But then I trained Ethan to drive. And then Ethan and Tyler can go on their own and you send them to go do small stuff, easy stuff or Maybe two big ones, but only two, right? Right. Like you take the brunt of the load and, and you kind of grow like that. But it's kind of like, like I said, the notion that you're going to be able to afford somebody with a truck and a trailer is, is tough to swallow. Now, yeah. I do have some young, I have two guys now that are young and 
have their own truck and their own trailer that right by luck and happenstance actually no isaiah does have his own trailer um but but trevor has his own truck and trailer and then isaiah has a truck right so he can use his truck and my trailer etc 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 yeah that makes sense yeah it makes sense right, okay cool. yeah, yeah okay. so so basically what you got to do though is just have that conversation with your hairdresser then have that conversation with you know the bartender at the bar that you go to on your regular you know everybody you have a connection with like there's there's good ass inflatable employees out there tons right. of them, millions and billions of them yeah you just haven't found them yet right yeah then mm -hmm. once you find them the game then changes to let's keep them which is a whole different ball game whole different uh conversation but but so so number one is always be recruiting right have that conversation just as many times as you can with the correct uh context for the person you're talking to okay once you start getting some names getting some phone numbers text them don't call them right the the, the era of phone calls is over just text them um <laughs> and then once you start that conversation with them via text interview every single one of them right okay. i'm not saying you need to show up in a freaking pantsuit right with a briefcase but show up with intentions to interview them, it sets the stage from jump that this is not some rinky dink little, right? Fly by night, mom and pop. This is a business that while it may be in its infancy or it may be small, you are dead serious about the interview separates, right? Turns it front. Like if you do hire them, they come on ready to work a job instead of like cool, ready to hang out. Yeah, no, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. If you don't know how to interview, right. That's a skill that I've, I hone. I'm obsessed with interviewing. I love it. So I honed that over the 16 years that I worked at journeys. Um, but if you don't know how to interview, just do whatever it takes to educate yourself, how to interview, right. Whether that's YouTube videos. Um, I have one YouTube video about that, um, on my YouTube channel, whether that's blog posts, whether that's reading books, whatever, just get some sort of education so you can kind of develop an interview style that's, you know, decent. Never hire anybody in the interview. Um, and then once you hire them, you know, make a hiring offer, tell them they work, whatever, on either Saturday at seven, right? Give them hard deadlines, both for, to set the expectations and then also to make sure that they're hitting those expectations, right? Right. Yep. And then okay. that little process never ends. You're just always, but yeah. once you have the Christian, the, the, the lacrosse kid, once you have your Christian, then you just treat him well. He's not going to bring you anybody at first, right? Because he doesn't know you. He doesn't trust you. He doesn't, whatever. Once you build up the trust with him, um, treat him right, get to know him, figure out what his goals in life are, and then help him, you know, move towards those goals. Then he'll start to bring you his friends that's yeah. when things right because as soon as he brings one friend on the number of people that kid knows outside of the people that the first kid knows is bigger right and it can grow quickly um you you do got to be careful hiring friends right somebody's going to crucify me somewhere in the comments on that yeah um, but if you run it correctly i mean so like i got tyler and ethan they're both friends okay and then that kind of ends at their friend group. Alex worked with us for a little bit, who's friends with Ethan, um, but he's, he's since left. But then it like it went Jacob, Isaiah, Logan, 
you know, Travis, Trevor, and Josh. Like those six are all like tight. Yeah. Right? And but it was like professional. It was okay with everything. Okay, good. That's awesome. Yep. I interviewed every single one of them. You know, hey, my buddy Josh. I said, well, let me interview him. Right. My buddy Trevor. Trevor actually got an interview in the truck because I was like, low-key desperate we were so busy it was right when i got event hawk and everything so i was like holy shit i yeah. said yeah he's gonna ride with me on saturday that's his interview uh but i right. loved him right he does an amazing job and then i don't ever manage them as a group of friends like i i manage each one individually like we have a big group chat right but but like i don't i don't say hey you tell him to do like Right. I, I can, I can send some small messages through the grapevine. No problem. Right. Cause they know each other, but, but I really make an effort to manage each of them individually because I know they're all friends. And so if it blows up in my face, the whole company blows up in my face. Cause that's right. six of them. That makes sense. Yeah. So when did you like, know when to let them go? Like, were you just like, all right, man, like chill and grill. See, we'll see how it goes. Or were you like, okay, we're going to ride together. And then like, Cause I'm super micromanaging, but like, he's not micromanaging. And then my husband's like super chill. Yeah. It's Nick. He's like super chill. So I'm just like, what do we do? Do we, I'm opposite of micromanage. I'm very macro. I'm very okay. big picture. I'm very trust. I'm very, uh, like I trust everybody off jump. Like you don't got to earn it. You come in with it. And then if you screw it up, it goes away. Right. Okay. Um, that being said, it just kind of depends. So like um, a good story. So um, all, almost my entire company was built for my wife who owns a hair salon. Right. Cause I'm like, right. you know, more moms than anybody. Right. And she doesn't, my wife is a badass, like super personal. Right. And, and, and had recruited in her past life too. So they all came from her. So, so when I started getting, um, the, the good kids that came in, uh -huh. it just, they all, it all depended. I mean, Jacob literally ran the entire company, um, while we were doing lights, like last year, the lights business took off, but the jump off stayed busy, like way, oh, wow. way, 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 way busier than I ever thought we could possibly be through the winter. And I just, right. I couldn't be in two places at once. Yeah. Jacob, Jacob almost single-handedly ran everything. Like I still talk to the clients made the drop list and then just text it to him. He did everything from there. Who rode in the truck? What time we're picking up? Right. He did all that. When okay. Jacob started, I was low key worried that he wouldn't make it. Like he was having yeah. a hard time rolling the slides. He was just frustrated. He was a very smart person, but physically um, in the beginning, physically, I was like, I don't know if he's going to get this. Like he still can't roll a combo. Yeah, well, we stayed with it. And then next thing we know, like he just, it just, I start, I, I'm a big fan of having them work with different people all the time. So like, if Jacob's not getting it, sticking in with me every single day is clearly yeah. not working. So then I had him go with Ethan and I had him go, you know, and then I would say, all right, bro. Cause I taught him how to drive the truck or trailer quickly. Right. Cause he's, he's smart. Mm -hmm. So then I could stick Tyler in the truck with him. You know, and that's really when he blossomed because he just needed, he really just needed kind of the push out there and the trust, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and from there, it's just, it, there's, you know, I'll say this, there's never a time where you really feel comfortable. Okay. And you then just, do you send them in like pairs? Like you have them like buddied, but do you have them buddied because your group is younger 
or do you naturally want everyone with a buddy? It just depends on the season. So we'll start running solo routes once water slide season's over. Yeah. It's not as busy. And then you're sending bounce houses to combos. One, one person can do that. You know what I mean? You're going to have four slides on one truck. You're not on a time crunch and they're all light and easy. So it's kind of like, right. And then we're doing Christmas lights potentially. So it's like, I'm, I'm stealing all those guys to come in, into the other business. So we right. run it lean for that reason too. Right now I run them too, just because the slides are big and heavy and shit can fall over. It's just, it's so much easier running it with two people on it during water slide season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And then last question, are you an LLC or an escort? So we just, so technically we're both, but uh, so LLC is the legal and then yep. S corp is how you file taxes. So I'm, I'm both of those. Okay. We just switched to S corp this year. And that's something that is, you know, my CPA said we need to do. And right. So then every, at that point, right. My post, I don't know if you saw my post today, my little video post I made, but at that, that was the point where I was like, Oh, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it changed where I was like, Oh yeah. Like this is like, not that it's not fun anymore, but like, we're not building the treehouse anymore, right? It's like, yeah. oh yeah, this is legal. This is stuff that now I'm on salary, and you know, it's the whole thing changes. Um, but the S corp, the S corp is is going to be very good to mitigate um, the tax liability, just because it took off so fast last year. And I guess this is my fault for not communicating with my CPA that it took off as fast. I mean, we, I just I got crushed in taxes. You get double tax as an LLC when you're yep. earning a lot, right? When your write-offs aren't canceling it all out. Right, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, man, well, thank you. I appreciate it. You're very we'll welcome. We'll be here hanging out Bye. with you guys. All right, let's see what we got going on. Anybody else uh, got a question they wanna jump in and, and, and ask before I get into stuff? And, and what's funny is I had written down I had written down um, that I wanted to cover all the hiring stuff too. So, all right. The Hanks said he'll have some questions later. Usually nobody's got questions until like two and a half. So. so that's cool. All right. What's going on over here on Instagram? Oh, Jacob's on the Instagram. What up, Jacob? Yes, bro. That winter season was a trip. It was, it was. I mean, you saved our lives, dude. You saved our lives. You ran the whole freaking company. You were like the hero. Hey, I apologize for not All right, let me. I'm gonna jump over here into the. Uh, I'm gonna jump over here into the uh, comments on Facebook and see what we got cracking over here. Um, so Justin Justin Dodson asked, "At what month of the year does it really slow down for you?" Good question. Um, wait, this is kind of going to be shocking, maybe, yeah, but uh, August, it really does. Slows down in August. Uh, the reason that happens is because we're at, at, in, in Louisiana. Wait, hold on one second. Right now? No, in a little bit. You guys are going inside in a little bit, though. It's your summer camp tomorrow. Hey, outside jumpers, will you mute? Oh, hang on. Sorry, what was that? Were you mute? Yeah, I was. My bad. Thank you. Um, so yeah, we actually slow down in August, believe it or not, um, which is, I know kind of sounds like a trip because it's still summer and water slides are king, but we have a really early season here to where school lets out um, like second week of May. And so 
May is unreal. June is just almost as unreal. Obviously, July is plenty busy because of the 4th of July, and then it stays rolling. But school's already started. So school started like August 6th, I think, this year. So school's already back in. So we have already started to slow down in August. We still have water sites going out, right, which are the big ticket items. So we're still doing good revenue, um, but it's just not as crazy busy. Weekday rentals are done, right, because school started. Um, we actually do really well in September because the temperature comes down to where we'll double dip. We'll rent water slides and dry stuff. Um, so all bounce houses will go, all dry uh, combos will go, and all water slides potentially could go. So we stay. So uh, revenue-wise, September is pretty good. And then October, you start to see a dip. And then as soon as the temperature, and this usually happens late September, there will be like a cold front that comes through, cold front, uh, where it drops to like 74 degrees, 72 degrees. And that day kills water slides. They never come back. Like it's over. We dry them all out. We store them for the winter. We do all that fun stuff. Um, and that kicks off dry season. And that downshifts revenue big time. Units going out is 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 similar, right? But the combo is so much faster to set up than a water slide. So much easier to do. Payroll's lower because it's one man shows. Like it's it's good stuff. And then uh, November another dip down. Stay busy through Thanksgiving. December another dip down, and then January is mega slow. And then we start we start ramping back up in in February. So we have a pretty long season here. We'll start sending water slides sometimes end of March. Kind of depends on the weather, but. For the job up. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Nick, gotcha. yeah, what's up? With um with hiring your or not hiring, but having your staff, um, do you offer any type of benefits or I mean I, I know it's kind of more, you know, the LLC and I hear your venture and offer or whatever, but whatever I know you pay them pretty good, but what all kind of comes with? I mean, what do you offer them? So so right now I'm working with um we're, we're not quite there yet. Hopefully we can get this kicked off early next year, probably. But I'm working um, with my finance manager, not my CPA, my finance manager, um, to get offered basically a 401k, like a retirement. And I, and I, oh, okay. I remember off the top of my head, I really do think it is a 401k that I'll be able to offer. Um, and, and then from there, I can do whatever I want, right? So I can match their contributions, whatever. But, but then okay. it goes into the 401k, uh, Jared manages that account, it's invested, and blah, 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 right? Kind of like a normal retirement. Um, yeah, I get, uh, I get like a retirement stuff like that's kind of, you know, a long scale. Uh, I was, um, as far as like, uh, I don't know if maybe you let them rent water slides, oh. you know, for discounted or, you know, anything like that. And, but, yep, uh, definitely. So uh, if they've got a, like a, a family party or whatever, um, I'll give them a super big discount. And then basically what, you know, I tell them, look, you go to the warehouse, you load it up, you take it over there, you blow it up, you right, do all the work, you clean it, you roll it back <laughs> up and you bring it back to the warehouse. Yeah. Um, and then I get, I'll, I'll give them a smoking deal. Um, if it's a Saturday, right. It's tough because that slides, that slide during peak season will make its full amount. But when they're doing that for their own party, like I don't have payroll costs, right. Cause I'm not paying them. To do that mm -hmm. on payroll cost so, right so i just kind of it, it depends on the situation i would say that but yes definitely give them a deal definitely give them uh as best as i can for sure right and if it's their cousin's party it's like cool dude i'll give you 50 bucks off right mm -hmm. if it's their like little sister's party 
right? We'll do better. It just kind of depends on the situation. Okay. And uh, what kind of like uh, liabilities and insurance and stuff like that comes with having employees? So if you're 1099ing them, really, really, really nothing. Um, okay. Yeah, really nothing. And I'm not, I'm not like, you know, a lawyer, right? So, <laughs> yeah. I'm, so don't quote me on all of this. Uh, but when you're 1099, they're private contractors. They're not employees. Uh, so you don't, right? You don't. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I should say, I, yeah, this, um, I, I just wasn't sure because I'm, I'm running solo right now. You know, I, I might have someone help me here and there or whatever, but uh, you know, I'm still kind of starting up. But, so I didn't know as far as like actually getting, you know, more of a full-time employee, how, uh, how that would work as far as getting, you know, like their tax and stuff set up. I didn't know if it kind of fell on you or you just tell them, Hey, you know, pay your taxes or whatever. And then you put them on, but then I don't want to mess anybody else up and, you know, put them on when they ain't doing their, you know, their stuff, right. I want to be able to teach them, you know? So, so um, even if you 1099 them, like you still have responsibilities. Right. And so as the leader of the company, I like to try and take every responsibility that there is and put it on me. Right. And so, but, but you, you have to record how much you paid them report, you know, do this, do this through an accountant and or CPA, but then, then the accountant files the, the uh, 1099 or the W2. I don't remember. I don't remember uh, with the IRS that says we paid Joey a thousand dollars this year. Then the IRS then sends Joey his tax, you know, the tax bill. Um, after you file your business taxes. That's how 1099 roughly works, okay? And I'm totally shooting from the hip here. So if somebody else is more educated on this, jump in. But once you switch to W-2, that is a whole different, you know, monster in and of itself. So once you switch to W-2, you start paying half of their taxes, essentially, right? So you're paying X percent of Social Security, X percent of the, the federal, X percent of the state, to where it's a, a, it comes out to be about you're paying half their taxes um, and you pay that in every payroll installment, right? So the mm -hmm. tax liability on my last payroll, which was a pretty good size payroll because we were busy, but was like 1100 bucks, right? And, and I got a lot of guys and, 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 and they're doing good work, but as soon as you switch to W-2, you now have expenses that come in, Okay. Once you have W-2 employees, that's the first time you have employees. As 1099s, they're not employees. They're contractors, private contractors, okay? A W-2 is an employee. So at that point, you then now have to carry workers' comp. Yeah. So you are liable for them, right? And you are liable for covering them under your workers' comp policy. Um, mine ranges, um, i trying to remember all of this off the top of my head. I think my range is depending on how much. No, no, no. It's a it's a set amount per month. Um, I think it's like two hundred bucks a month, two hundred nine a month, something like that. It's not some crazy amount of money, right? But it all starts to add up when you've got you got to pay uh, half their taxes. You got to pay, you know, the unemployment, all that. I'm trying to remember this. Yeah, so it it adds up quick to where all of a sudden you're you know you're talking. I paid I paid almost twelve hundred bucks last payroll just. That's for a two-week payroll and all that stuff, right? But that all being said, once you get big, like all those extra expenses are also mm -hmm. help mitigate tax liability, right? 
So it's kind of a, I don't know, it's a game that like my companies grew pretty quickly and then went. And so I'm at the, I'm just now hit that crazy growth spurt. So I'm all, I'm still learning all of those avenues, right? I'll be much better at this conversation in a year. Um, Let's see. Got a, I got a good question over here on Instagram. I want to answer. So let's bounce Texas. What up? Let's bounce Texas. They asked, when do you suggest I bring in a finance guy? Okay. So that's a good question uh, for a couple of reasons. It's a good question because in my opinion, like ASAP, I just grabbed a warm beer, I think. No, we're good. Uh, Like ASAP. Um, Now, you don't bring the finance guy in for your company. You bring the finance guy in for you. Once your company then grows to a necessary size, uh, your, your finance manager could then help put that under the umbrella. And so, and again, here we go. I'm going to shoot from the hip here, but I'm going to do my best. The way it works is you're going to want to be right as an entrepreneur, right? And I'm assuming a lot here, but let's just say you don't have a job. So as an entrepreneur, you've got no planning for the future, right? You, if you go work for Walmart, they've got all sorts of stuff. Pensions are kind of out the window nowadays, but 401ks with matches, all sorts of stuff. As an entrepreneur, you got nothing, right? Nothing. So the finance manager would, can help you get that set up properly. You're going to want to put $6,000 a year into a Roth IRA in the beginning if you're married, $6,000 per person, okay? Once you get to a certain level, though, that stops making sense, again, for tax liability reasons, right? You want to be taxed the right amounts. And so since you're taxed, you're not taxed on the Roth IRA, it doesn't lower your tax liability. So, so then you want to, at that point in time, switch um, to a simple or, or whatever. Your guy will, will tell you or gal will tell you. But at that round about that same time, the company's doing enough uh, revenue, doing enough money where it justifies to be able to offer that stuff to your employees um, as an incentive, so to speak. So, but you personally, you, you, you need a finance guy tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, I love my guy, Jared. Sometimes he's on me. Sometimes he's not. I don't see him in the Zoom, but um if you want to connect with jared he can cover people in different states he's right he's very smart and very wise about all this stuff um just dm me i can hook you up with jared 100 if you don't want to work with somebody across state lines dm me anyway because jared can hook you up with somebody that he knows and trusts in a state near you but yes all that stuff is super important right that's that's another part of uh open my beer with a highlighter because I don't have a beer opener. Um, that's another part of becoming a businessman, right? That was the, that was the joke. It's like, I remember when I became an entrepreneur, right? I went from like small business owner, this is cute and fun to entrepreneur. Like I got opportunities coming my way. I've got conversations happening all over the place. Like I felt entrepreneurial. I had new ventures I wanted to go tackle. And then all of a sudden, like, and it was fun. And it was like this long. And then it was like, ton of bricks on my chest because I had all this other stuff that had to just be dealt with. I guess that's the best way to put it. It was kind of crazy. And that's when I became the businessman. Um, Jordan asked over here on Zoom, did you learn all of this as you go? Yes. 
Yes, I learned all this as I went. Like I said, um, with the first question from outside bouncers, um, I had a corporate job that I got at age 18. Right? I'm not going to tell you this whole story, but worked my way up to the ranks. You know what I mean? I was a district manager um, from age 25 to 34. And then that's when I quit and left. But during my time at the corporate place, right, they have a training they have a finance department, they have a HR department, right? So all these different little teeny sections of business, right? It's almost like I got my doctorate in business over the 16 year course of working for journeys, but they've got all these different little branches, right? That, uh, as an employee, I could use them as the tool, right? The payroll department did all the payroll, but employees pay is going to be jacked up or I jacked up an employee's pay, whatever. Right. So then I'd work with the payroll department to fix it. And I'm just curious by nature. Right. So when I got Lisa from payroll on the phone, I started asking questions. How do we calculate this? Why does the check say that? Right. To where I just have enough. I'm dangerous in every aspect of business. I'm dangerous. I'm not knowledgeable at everything, but I'm dangerous enough to know everything. And so once, once uh, stuff kind of started to really pick up steam, um, I was able to just draw on that experience that I had in the past. Um, and and it's, it's really, I mean, it's helped me more than I could ever speak on. It's also another reason, right? I, I almost literally started the YouTube channel to help Kyle Malone roll a combo, almost literally, okay? Now I wanted to do it, but that is, that is the first video I ever made. Um, and so shout out to Kyle, if Kyle's out there, shout out to Kyle. Um, but as, as things progress, right, I thought it was gonna make like seven videos, like right? how to roll a combo, how to roll a water slide, what to do if something's flooded, how to clean something. I thought I was going to run out of content. And then yeah, the 22 foot, uh, video that you had. Yeah. 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 That, uh, that one was a big help for me. Good. Yeah. And so, and so as I kept putting out videos, the amount of questions that would come back to me about something that I almost took knowledge that I took for granted that right. I just had that. I didn't even think I could teach anybody just kept coming in this list. Uh, I have it over there. I just was writing this list of, Oh my, Oh my God, I could make a video about this. I could make a video about this. I could make a video about this. I just went on and on and on and on and on and on. And on. So I'm like, Oh my God. Right. And, and, and I don't I don't put out as much content as I want to. And I don't have as many videos out as I want to have um, simply because right. The other part of it, like I'm still doing I'm still doing too much in in the business. But but it's like once I can get a handle on that, like I want to be the person that can educate you guys on all this shit. Right. I've already tried to have Jared come on and and do some cool stuff uh, finance wise. But that that industry is highly like. If you know any realtors, they'll tell you that industry is highly regulated. <laughs> nothing, nothing compared to finance, right? So anything that's finance related, I have to come. I I have to come with it. And and at this point, I don't feel comfortable enough putting out a YouTube video, uh, uh, you know, telling people what to do with their money. Um, but at some point, I will. You know what I mean? But but the YouTube channel has almost come a, become a way for me to you know scratch my itch of teaching people things. So. And uh, the the YouTube, uh, I mean, I, I ain't asking numbers, but that does bring in some source of income, right? Because I've watched uh, videos on that, and they say uh, you get up to like a hundred views, and you start making money and stuff like that. 
it depends on uh so the way you make money on youtube is is by the ads right so mm-hmm. if you're like man i forgot how to roll this 22 foot slide let me go watch next video and you skip the ad i don't make any money if the oh. ad plays through up to halfway right so if you watch half of the ad that at that point youtube aka google pays me 60 percent of whatever that company paid to have you watch it right so the dollar oh, okay. 50 it costs to have you watch that ad i make 60 yeah. percent of that so it um, does yeah so it does fluctuate up but but it is surprisingly consistent um mm. my channel has been growing so that number has been growing so there hasn't been a consistent number yet um but i, I mean dude i'm pretty open book so i, I got no ifs ands or buts i mean the number that i make off per month is not huge it's it's super awesome I think last month was my biggest month ever. I think it was 380 bucks. Okay. So it's like, yeah. So, so I'll I'll put it like this. The amount of work that goes into make a good video is, is, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot when you want to make a good video that's going to get watched well, interacted with well. Right. And you know, if you watch any YouTube videos, good YouTubers, I'll do it. Like subscribe to all that, all that stuff, the algorithm, et cetera, et cetera. It takes a lot of work, you know, so, that 380 bucks pales in a comparison to the amount of work you did. However, yeah. that video will pay you forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's con- depending on your content, right? But my, my content's evergreen. Yeah. How to roll a 22 foot water slide, right? Unless somebody goes and builds a bounce house channel, right? But, but that's not how mm-hmm. the algorithm works. It doesn't even matter, like, right? That video is going to be the video forever. Right. So, so I will make the amount of money that's um, justified for how much work goes into the good videos and the 22 foot videos. We shot super fast. That one won't, that one won't be it, but it's kind of, I think think that's the one I've watched the most, that one. And then the, uh, the 11, the 11 things, because you said 11 is your favorite number or whatever, but the 22, like when I was first rolling up my uh, water slide, I was, hold my phone and I'd watch it a little bit. Then I'd pause it, set it down, do that step. And then, you know, watch it again. So I've watched it probably four or five times. Just so, let it play uh, through all the ads and then rewind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the, the 11 tips is a good example. I mean, I, yeah. I, I put a lot, like I put heart and soul into that thing. Like mm-hmm. talking page of, there was like two, three pages of notes. You know what I mean? Um, I'd learned lighting the hard way on a video prior so i had the lighting set up you know then you edit then you do hashtags then you do tags then you do you know all that stuff right i mean i I put heart and soul into that right and so when i go on there my channel and see it's got 30 30 something thousand views i'm like yes dude that one that one Mm -hmm. there's a there's a video on there um i'm gonna link it right now because it was what she was talking about see if i can get some views on that thing because i put i put equal amount of heart and soul into that video yeah. uh, it's called how to hire the right people mm-hmm. how to uh, how to hire the right employees my number one interview trick and uh man i i put i put so much blood and sweat into that video and it's got 800 views dude <laughs> like yeah. it underperforms at such a level that would make your head spin but it's it's kind of like i knew it was going to happen because it's not a bounce house video you know what i mean bounce up no who's watching it It doesn't have a niche Mm. 
There we go. I linked it in the Zoom chat and in the Facebook chat. Um, Instagram, I'd love to get it to you guys, but I can't get it to you right now. I can't because though you're on my phone. Um, but yeah, go watch that video. It's a great video. I stand behind the content. I love that video. Um, I watched it today just to make sure it wasn't shitty so I could put it out on this. Um, right. And, and then she, uh, and then she tell me a story, dude. I need to, I need to talk about, tell me a story. Um, but, uh, that video is badass, but it has 800 views, dude. I put, I put so much, I promoted it like crazy on Facebook. I was like, I feel like I was in a pyramid scheme. I was promoting that thing so hard. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, that's, that's a goal I'm, I'm wanting to get to eventually. Uh, Cause I mean, I've, I've scoured YouTube and Google and everywhere just trying to find different bounce house and water slide, any kind of video that relates, you know, similar to this. And uh, there's just not a lot out there. I mean, you, you've got, you're kind of like the number one out there as far as YouTube goes. I mean, there, there are some out there that I've watched, but I mean, you're the, you're kind of the main source that I've watched. So uh, I'd hope to get there and I don't see how you don't get more views. I guess everyone already knows what they're doing, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, yeah. When it started, I kind of did the same thing, right? I wouldn't, um, I mean, I don't do a lot of research. I'm, I'm a hands-on guy, but I know I went, I know I remember going to YouTube and typing something or at least ending up, right. Ending up on YouTube and just being like, there is literally no videos telling me what to do. Like yeah, there was yeah, nothing, no. nothing. <laughs> and, uh, and so I actually started, if you, if you go to my videos and then scroll way down to the bottom, you'll see some early, early videos. Uh, like I want to say that the, the, the how to pick up a bounce house video from is from like 2019 i think it's from fall 2019 um i had no clue what i was doing it's not a very good video uh, it's good enough right but but and then there's this big gap where i was like oh no wonder there's no good youtube videos youtube's hard as shit like <laughs> you you right you watch these youtubers like man all they do all day long is play basketball and do these challenges and get nine billion views and they're trillion trillionaires so mm -hmm. easy then you go try to start a youtube channel you're like oh wait this is really freaking hard um i had i had no dude i had no freaking idea clue in the world or inkling of clue in the world that my youtube channel would do what it did um it took off like a rocket i am beyond humble you know it's one of those things where i just i just i really went hard at it because it was something that i i'd wanted to do forever right but when you're an employee yeah. you're like you're handcuffed like i can't talk about anything yeah. i do as an employee so then once i was an entrepreneur i'm like i'm free and then I'm like mm -hmm. well shit and i don't have any content to talk about right i had yeah. all the stuff i wanted to talk about when i worked at journeys would have been amazing would have been amazing content they would have freaking let me do it but they wouldn't let me do it um and so then once i quit i'm like well i got I got nothing to do, right? But then the jump off accidentally filled that void and it was off to the races. So um, here we go. I'm going to answer. We got some questions coming in over here. Um, what up from Oklahoma? What up, Bernard Anthony? Um, dude, the, the Instagram's popping tonight. Seven people at once. That's the most ever. Okay, rally through these Instagram questions real quick. What insurance do you use? I have Cosio. Um, for those of you in Louisiana, we're coming up on a scary time where <laughs> I don't know if there's going to be anybody to insure us here because uh, Cosio is a broker, right? Brown and Brown owns them and they're a broker. Like they don't insure you, they get you an insurance carrier. Um, but anyway, Cosio, 
Um, I talk to a lot of people about insurance over and over and over and over and over. The quotes from Cosio have been coming in rather high from what people have told me. I still absolutely love them. I, they do a bang up job. I don't want to be that guy that shouts them from the rooftops. They've been my only insurer of the whole time I've had insurance at the jump off, right? So I don't know anybody else, but I'm in a state where it's hard to get insurance. So I have Cosio. I love them. Um, I have a personal relationship with Alex Cosio. He's incredible um, as a human being and and as a mentor or, or somebody who can have, offer guidance in the liability and insurance world. He knows his stuff backwards to forwards to sideways. It's crazy how much he knows. So I know I'm getting badass coverage with Cosio straight up. Um, the other question, let's see. Oh, I got another one. What insurance company do you recommend? So yes, Cosio, um, you know, you want, you're going to want to make sure that you got the right coverage, right? You need the right amount of coverage and you need your policy to be written to where it protects you. No, I'm not an insurance expert, so I'm not going to go into that. That being said, the other big names um, off the top of my head, I know. So Cosio is, is probably the biggest name. Then you've got Van Dyke, you've got Friedman Group, and then you've got X Insurance. Those are the four off the top of my head that I know. But, but shop around. Get a good quote. Get a good quote. Make sure your coverage is good. All right. Next question is from Amir7345. What up, Amir? Hey, Nick, do you have any good companies that do water weights for anchors? New regulations in the UK make doing bounce houses difficult for non-grass surfaces. That's actually a good thing. I wish, the, I wish America would do that, too. The amount of bad setups on concrete is scary, right? A light wind can really mess, mess some things up for some, mess some people's lives up, right? So that's good. But uh, so if you're in the UK, like, so the answer to your question is yes, I do have some good people that uh, do good water bags. Uh, you're in the UK. So can I get them to you? I'm not sure. But um, I know for a fact, Rocket Inflatables. So Rocket Inflatables makes um, a lot of, actually almost all of, our strap products are in production at Rocket right now. I think literally all, every single item, yes. Um, and they just started making water bags. I'm supposed to have some on the way. I have not got hands on them yet. I've only seen the pictures of them. Um, but the pictures Chris sent, they looked, they looked awesome. Um, so I know Rocket has them, and they had them in stock. So go to rocketinflatables.com. They can get you some. The ones that I have, I got from Magic Jump. Um, I've got no complaints. They're very solid. Um, I have no idea if they got them in stock, uh, magicjump.com, but, but, but water bags. So for those of you guys who don't know what water bags is, imagine a sandbag, but it's empty. And then you stick a hose in it, right. And it fills up with water. Water is going to weigh more than sand. And then you take the hose out and there's a little cap that goes on it. And boom, when you get done with the setup, you take the cap off, you drain the water out and you're good to go. So what I do is I buy four water bags that go in every truck. There's always four water bags, right? They're empty. You know, they're kind of big, but they compact down flat. So they're, they don't take up a lot of room. And I put four water bags in every truck. That way, if A, Nick misses this, right? So I check to make sure we don't have any concrete setups, but sometimes I miss them. When the guys get there, they've got water bags, 100 pounds of water on each, at least on four anchors, right? So we can get the party set up and rolling and we go back and get more sandbags if we need to. Um, or if it's a small bouncer, four will, four will make it happen. 
or the other off chances every now and then you get to um, a setup and they're like, well, we're gonna do it in the front yard, but we need the back of the slide to be on concrete and the front of the slide is gonna be on the grass, right? So then you have the water bags in the truck ready to go. You don't gotta go back for sandbags and you don't gotta freaking charge the clients more. I hate charging the clients more. So I keep four water bags in every truck. They are clutch when you need them. They gather dust a lot, right? We don't use them a ton. Dear God, when we use them, it's fantastic. Not found any UK companies that really make them. Try what? What is what? Try Amazon because um, I know Magic Jump has historically sold on Amazon, and not even shitting you, I may have bought my water bags off Amazon. But I know they're Magic Jump, but I may have bought them off Amazon. But I know Magic Jump sells on Amazon. Tent and Table just started selling on Amazon, or I just noticed them selling on Amazon. They may have been doing it for a while, but I just noticed Tent and Table selling on Amazon, and. The, the notion that tent table doesn't have water bags would be wild to me. So try that. I don't know if that will help. I have no idea otherwise how to get them over to you. If you were to call, I bet if you call, I'm going to put Chris out here, but I hope he can manage this. But I bet if you were to call Rocket Inflatables and talk to them, they can put together a package where they could ship them to you. And you just got to pay the extra shipping of whatever the hell it costs to get them from California out to the UK. But I, I, I bet you Rocket Inflatables could get you hooked up. Um, all right, cool. So let's jump back over here. Uh, Freeman Group for Insurance. So Mark Good said Freeman Group for Insurance. Uh, he said Alex is a great guy, but their insurance is not for me. It's one of those things, right, where they, they're going to, they're, they're an insurance company right? They are out to mitigate risk. That's what they do. They may be too mitigated for you. So it is what it is. But that's why I tell people, get, get quotes, right? Even if you love who you're with, when your policy is about to expire, go get more quotes, right? If you can go save 2000 freaking dollars on insurance per year, get the same coverage. And this is important for me. This is important for me. Get the same customer service. Then why the hell not, right? Then you can go, you got $2,000. You can go buy a freaking combo. All right, I'm going to drop the, I'm going to drop the Zoom link in Facebook again. That way if any Facebook folks want to jump on and chat, right? So I'm on beer number two. I'm on beer number two of the stream. This is usually when the stream loosens up and everybody starts talking. If you guys don't want to talk, I got more crap I can talk about. I'm totally good to go. I was very well prepared this uh, where all is uh, Casio at? Is it just in Louisiana or how? Uh, how no, they're nationwide. Them? Yeah, they're it's, nationwide. Uh, they're based out of Atlanta, but they cover everywhere. Okay, so they're out of Georgia. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, how, they're very uh, busy. How, yeah, uh, and that's, um, that's what I've been looking at of, you know, trying to holler out to get some insurance. But, yeah, uh, yeah, as get far, As far as uh, cleaning your slides, um, I don't think I've seen a, a video of yours on YouTube about cleaning the slides. What um? And I, I'm sorry about all the beginner tips, but uh, what kind of oh, um cleaning tips do you have? So I know I've got one. Let me go. I'll go find it while while I'm talking. Um, I've got one where it's actually a pretty good video because. Um, but is it? I, I want to say it's like a bounce house or a uh, yes, a, uh, obstacle course. So it was something kind of different. I was looking more for the water slide, but I mean, I, I might have oh. glanced at it, but it wasn't exactly what I was trying to clean. Um, so like with the water slide I got, um, it's, it's just got a lot of cake going stuff. And, uh, I tried pressure washing it and it just, it, I don't know, it was, 
I'm looking for a, you know a decent chemical or any kind of tips on chemicals to get it how I, I really want it. Yeah, I got you. So I do have a video where it's uh, not intended to be a cleaning video, but it is the video I send everybody for cleaning water slides. I'm going to link it here. It's going to start auto playing. So, all right. So um, I'm going to send this to the chats and you guys can go check it out. This was actually the first video ever made to sell rolling straps. And it ended up being more of a how to roll a water slide than about rolling straps. <laughs> but it is very good for, so if you watch it, with intentions of learning how to clean a water slide, it will definitely give you good information because what we do in that one is, what we do in that one is clean the slide at pickup before we roll it. Uh, well, before I roll it solo. There you go, it's in both chats. Before I roll it solo with the rolling straps. Um, but water slides, you know what I mean? And, and I've gotten some shit for this, um, but it is, it's, this is the best way to do business, in my opinion. So this is how I do business. Water slide. You get to the house to pick it up. Bring a couple of towels with you. Wipe it down. Bring a spray bottle. Um, I wish I wish I could tell. Oh, I, I got these at Sam's. I bought a three-pack of industrial size. And they got this wide mouth where it's easy to pour cleaning stuff in. Um, just take one of those, right? So all you got to do is clean up the stairs, the landing, down the slide, and in the pool. Everything else, you just got to wipe clean. It just needs to look good, right? You don't need to disinfect the side of the slide, yeah. in my opinion, right? So just towel it down, get it looking good. Um, do I dry them? No, I don't dry them. We roll them wet, right? We, we, we get them clean, but then we fold, just like in that video. Then we fold, then we roll, uh, and it goes back to the warehouse and sits on a freaking shelf till next weekend. Awesome. You roll it, and there's... It's gushing gallons of water out of the inside. All that water is going to squish and go everywhere on the slide. I don't care. It doesn't matter. We're sending it. We blow it up at the next client's house and it's dripping wet. I don't, nobody cares, right? People, yeah. people out there drying their slides every week, sending pictures on Facebook groups of four slides blown up, drying them out on a Wednesday. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> just roll them up wet and send them back wet. It's fine. They're going out in four days to get soaking wet anyways. Mm -hmm. um as far as chemicals go i've tried a lot of stuff um i stick with three i got three different ones so for just your basic cleaning it's a mr clean i buy it on freaking amazon um it comes in a gallon jug it's disinfecting a little bit goes a long way it smells wonderful i absolutely love it makes the inside of the bounce houses smell great it's it's fantastic um so that's just for like your general stuff okay if you need a little bit heavier duty stuff um, or, or when you've got one that, you know, gets a little trash, Action Rides mm -hmm. sells a PVC and bounce house cleaner or tent cleaner um, that I have really liked. I've really liked. And that's, yeah. like a, that's a company or a website or, or it's is a, that it's, the... a, it's a company. It's a company, okay. Action Rides. Uh, you'll talk to uh, uh, Stephen Porskin. Okay. Yeah, I've been new. I, I just tried this new chemical. Uh, I want to say it's called Mean Mean Green or Mean Clean yeah. or something like that. There's all sorts of those. Yeah, yeah a lot of people uh, swear by it. So I yeah. mean, it's been working pretty good for me. I use it to clean my Harley and stuff. So. Perfect. Like that's the thing. Like if you find one that's good, just be careful. Um, you don't want to get like. So if you use Dawn, if you use Dawn to wash your car, 
you're going to ruin your paint because mm -hmm. Dawn is built to bust through grease and it yeah, does a great grease, job yeah. at that. Wax on your car is grease, mm -hmm. right? The bounce house is sewn together with wax thread. Yeah. You don't want to ruin that, right? <laughs> so uh, whatever chemical you're going to use, you're going to want to make it sure it's something that's not going to um, do that, whatever that wax thing is with Dawn, like Dawn does. Um, the, the last thing I have that I recommend, and you buy one gallon of it, dude, it'll last you forever. There's a stuff called SHIP, S-H-I-P-P, SHIP Tent Cleaner. It's blue. Um, that stuff's gnarly, gnarly. Uh, the first time I used it, um, I wish I would have done a better job documenting the free slide, but we, I got, I got a free 18 foot, uh, water slide given to me. That was trashed beyond belief. Uh, and so I, I use that ship tent cleaner on it and I, right. I, you know, me, I just go. So I'm using it. I'm trying to get it clean, right. Ethan's cleaning the slide next to me. And then I look down at my hands, dude, and it, they're pruned up. I look like I was like 92 years old. So be careful with that ship tent cleaner mm -hmm. and stuff. It's very powerful. But between those three, right, your basic one, the action rise, and then that hardcore ship, you, you can tackle everything, right? And go buy. So from action rides, buy the four pack. Like it's a box that comes with four gallons of the mm -hmm. cleaner and you dilute it in water. The ship, buy one gallon, and then that uh, that Mr. Clean, buy that as many times as you need. Okay. And then uh, as far as um just slide, like wear and tear on slides, at, at what point do you get rid of a slide? <laughs> I was actually, so um, <laughs> there's another operator uh, just down the, down the road, not too far, in, in the next county over. Um, we, we overlap a little bit. His name's Matt me and Matt were talking and uh, he, he was over here and uh, we were talking and he was selling some stuff or bought some new stuff, whatever. And he's kind of like me, like he buys a lot of his stuff new, but he also buys used. Like who care? I, if it's in good condition, I'm buying it. I don't care no. whether it's used or, or, or new, whatever. Um, and so he was talking about, he was selling this. It's been like this many years or whatever. I'm like, I kind of looked at him and smiled. I said, dude, I didn't know that I did this, but I run my stuff into the freaking ground. Like I'm going to run it. My neighbors are waving at me in the window. I'm like, I'm going to run my stuff into the freaking ground, dude, because I, I, I don't, I mean, why not? Yeah. So a good example, right. I've got a good relationship with spacewalk, right. Uh, that's right by me. Right. And so I was going over there to buy a combo. Um, I think a combo. And I just text Corey. I said, bro, I need some freaking water. Like, you got a water slide? He's like, I got this one. It's kind of like, right? It ain't, the, it ain't the best water slide in the world. I said, all right, what do you, he said, screw it, bro. I'll give it, uh, he loves me. I sent him a lot of business. 900 bucks. I'm like, all right, cool. I buy this used water slide from Spacewalk for 900 bucks. It's only made $3,200 this year. It's literally <laughs> the worst performing unit we have come mm -hmm. end of the year, right? It's outperforming some dry stuff right now, but the dry stuff will catch up. It's literally the worst slide we have. And I was talking to Tyler about it. Tyler and I were working last weekend, and I was talking to him about it. And Because uh, I was training him, actually, to, to drive the truck, right? So I'm riding shotgun. He's driving. And I'm like, I can't decide, dude. Like, right? I know I could sell it for more than 900 bucks now. We've had it for two years. But let's just keep the ugly thing mm -hmm. and make ourselves three grand a year off of it forever. 
Right? It's not going to be a worn out. We'll just have it forever. Like, who cares? Right? Who cares? So, yeah, old, old trusty or something like that. Yes, dude. So, so I did sell, I did sell two slides uh, at the at the start of this year. A 19 foot wipeout. She was old, bro. 2012, 2012. I want to say I think it was. And then I sold um, a 19 foot curve slide from Moonwalk USA that I hated, and all my guys hated. If any of them are anywhere on this live stream, they'll start commenting about curve. Um, we sold those because they were old. They were worn out. They they were our two best renters. Keep in mind, it took it took a lot in me to to sell them. But I just I, I I couldn't bring myself to roll them another freaking time, dude. Mm-hmm. I hated them. We hated them. We all hated them. So I sold them uh, to to two nice kids that watch my YouTube channel. Right, they drove up from about two hours south of here, uh, and they were like, "So you said in the Facebook post it comes with lessons." I'm like, "Let's go, bro." So we we talked for we talked about slides for like two hours. They got a good value. Uh, they're running sell- down there. Do you sell them with blowers or? Mm-hmm. And then uh, as far as like whenever you buy a slide, because uh, all the ones I see on Facebook and stuff like that, like nine, well, I'll say probably seven times out of 10, they say no blowers. So I oh yeah. So, the, the, the uh, reason is, the reason is, it's probably two reasons, but a lot of places don't sell them with blowers anymore. Like, I don't know yeah. what happened, but they don't come with blowers. Um, HEC, which is, I don't know if they're the biggest, biggest, but HEC, is definitely one of the most popular, at least around me. I mean, HEC slides are king. They don't come with blowers. Um, my EZ slide came with blowers. Uh, I got a Corona Bounce um, slide that's sick, uh, custom built purple and gold for US or for LSU theme. But uh, um, and they knocked it out of the park on that thing. But uh, that's coming with blowers. So I don't know. I, I whatever. I don't know. People are just weird about blowers. I sell mine with blowers. Like here, have a blow. Yeah. Um, do you have any contracts like with churches or schools or anything no like contracts. that? No contracts. No um, contracts. I couldn't decide. We did so many schools and churches this year that it was right. I always wanted it. And then as soon as I had it, I was like, okay, this is, I just wasn't prepared, I think, for it. Because they're like, mm-hmm. they're all on weekdays. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't fit into your regular flow. It was very disruptive. Um, and I keep, I'm, I'm into too much stuff, right? I'm, I got straps and I got, I got all sorts of shit going on, but, but yeah. it was very disruptive. So I'm like, okay, once you get, generally speaking, once you get a church or get a school, like they're yours, right? Cause they're just going to call you again next year. Or the PTA lady's just going to call you again next year. The new PTA lady's yeah. going to use who they used last year. Um, I do want to make a point of that in 2023 to go after more schools and more churches. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Now that I've got, now I, we did so many of them last year that I've, now I know the lay of the land. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, no contract. Gotcha. Um, so hey, Nick. I'm gonna, yeah, go ahead. Hey, <clears throat> this is Derek Hanks. Um, going back to the other guy's kind of blower question, and then you're talking about slides being worn out. What do you think causes worn out slides? Somebody putting a, a higher pressure blower on a slide that doesn't require it? That can, yeah, that can, you know, you're going to overinflate it. And basically, you know, just, I like to make examples of the extreme, right? So think of your best 2.0 blower that you have and putting it on the smallest bounce outs that you have. Someone's breaking here. You can come in. Yeah, and, and putting that on the smallest 
bounce house that you have, I mean, those seams are just right, gonna stretch and then it's gonna require more air. Do you wanna wave at the people? This is my four-year-old, she's almost 13. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so that, that's definitely gonna do, right? But that's gonna be rare, like only a novice is gonna do that. Um, we've ran, we've ran some slides in a pinch where we had to go up a, a little bit of a size and a blower, right? But, but for six hours or a day, it's no big deal. Um, yeah. But, but basically when a, a slide's going to get worn out, it's just, I mean, if you've ever rented a slide, a water slide, especially because those, those just seem more violent to me, but rented a slide to somebody, a friend, whatever and gone to the party, just go to a party one of your units is at, and you'll, you'll watch what happens, and you're like, I wish I wasn't here right now. Now I know why this wears out. Like, it's just crazy the absolute abuse that they take. You know what I mean? I can't go to parties where my units are. <laughs> oh, bro, it gives me I, – I usually don't just kind of like – I don't know. I guess I'm not invited to them. But we go to a party every year where um, some of our good friends – have some weird deal like they have a barbecue business so they trade food with another local uh renter that's in my same city actually um and they get so they get a free you know 18 19 21 foot water slide in exchange for barbecue right so i'm like yeah i told them I'm like that's a good deal i don't i don't want to choose, trade food for slides so you guys do you we go to this party and what's taking place on this Last year it was a 19 foot titanium. I have the I have the exact same slide. <laughs> I had to walk away. I'm like, oh my god, I cannot watch this. It's <laughs> it's just too insane. And so so that's why like um like my big kahuna, which is brand new and a great slide because it's HEC and I love HEC. But there's certain points where the landing, like at the end, where the and then the fish are up here, right? When it deflates. They, they go flat really quickly. And that corner, there's just so much stress on that corner. And those corners are already like, you, I can walk by and I can hear air coming out of the corner, more air than used to come out of the corner. Now I'm not complaining because that slide um, actually, right? It's a 17 foot, uh, 17 foot big kahuna water slide. It blows up firm, firm on a 1.0 blower. So I'm not complaining, but, but, Whenever I, whenever I am setting up or tearing down that slide, I'm like, yeah, this thing, like over time, that corner is going to need to get prepared for sure. And that, uh, that reminds me, uh, we were talking about Don, um, Don Dishuk. Do you ever, uh, see or get kind of any signs of anything of, uh, people putting soap and stuff on the slides? I, I know it has to happen because even I, I'll blow my slides up for the kids, um, you know, doing stuff at the house and they'll say, Hey, Hey, can we, uh, can we get some soap on here and put a soap on there and this, that, and third? And I'm like, no, you're sliding just fast enough. You're fine. You know? Yeah. Uh, I went to go pick up, uh, I went to go pick up a slide the other day, random weekday rental right at the end of summer. And I got there and there was three, huge like they're probably half gallons of dawn three two of them empty and one of them like a third of the way empty <laughs> the whole place reeked of soap i was just yeah. like dude i mean it's yeah. gonna happen it's in my contract that you're not allowed to do it yeah um and then however you want to deal with it is however you want to deal with it i'm generally i'm generally speaking a laid-back guy right to where i just kind of 
Yeah. Laugh it off. And we, and we move on to the next. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Yeah, there's there's people that will put them on the DNR list that do not rent to this person list. Yeah. I think it's a silly list, right? I'm, I'm in this getting rid of money. I'm in this business to scale and make money. Not, right? <laughs> but, uh, but if somebody asks, yes, I tell them no. I'm like, man. Yeah. Right. And and back when it was a small, little, cute, fun, little, the jump off was this little cute side hustle, you know, I used to say something different. Now, yeah. like, now, no, dude. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Like it's better for everybody, but it is true. Yeah. John's John's in the zoom. Uh, He's right. Uh, If you are going to be um, okay with it, tell them use baby soap. So it doesn't burn their eyes. Right. Cause that's the tear free baby soap, the yellow it's Mm -hmm. it's better. And it's actually going to be less harmful to your slide. It's still arguable whether or not it's harmful to your slide, but But he's like, right. use soap regardless. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I actually thought about this is this is a long, long, long time ago. But I I actually thought about going to the dollar store and getting these little bottles, because uh, my wife does at, at her hair salon. She also does eyelash extensions, and so she sells this. I don't know what the hell it is, but she makes it in this big jug and puts it in these little bottles, and it's like to keep the eyelash glue good or something. But I was like, dude, I'm gonna go buy a huge tub of baby soap. I wanted to somehow figure out a way to dye it red, but so I, then I can have red water slide soap and then I can upsell people at the house. Like, no, <laughs> you guys really want to, <laughs> I didn't end up doing it. I didn't end up doing it. Yeah. Um, and then hindsight 2020, I'm glad I didn't do it, mm. but, but I was going to use baby soap just right to kind of be like, look, you guys are going to do it. Take good care of my slide and take good care of your kids and do it with the right stuff. By the way, that'll be 10 bucks. And I did, I did the cost analysis on it. It was going to be like, I want to say less than a dollar, less than a dollar per thingy of soap. And I was going to sell them for 10, but never did it. Never did it. Uh, as far as, uh, as far as your strap business goes, do you do all the shipping and handling? Like you, you know, make them, build or uh you know get them in make them build them put them in there ship them out that's that's uh you know so i heard you say that was it was taking up a lot of time or you have a lot of time invested in that so i was so there's let's make it all the way Uh, you see the sewing machine yeah um yeah that thing i I was at that thing 24 7 365 i swear to god um like so we made we made the rolling straps. So, so the rolling straps were selling okay. Um, and I was right. I was happy. But I, I was getting feedback from people like that. It changed their lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they could walk again. Like I was like, this is crazy. So <laughs> I decided I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a, a better rolling straps video. So basically I kind of soft launch them like exactly a year ago right now, almost. Uh, and was selling like two a week, whatever. That went on all the way throughout the year. Then it picked up a little bit, of, whether it was SEO or whatever, I don't know, word of mouth on Facebook, picked up a little bit. And that's when I started getting the feedback. So then in February, late February, um, Isaiah and I, Isaiah works for me, Isaiah and I made a dedicated video to the rolling traps. From that point forward, it went so bananas. I was selling green ones, orange ones, purple ones, blue ones, gray ones, because I just, I couldn't get material fast enough. 
Mm -hmm. Um, at that point I hired my mom Uh, she was just in here a second ago uh, with my daughter about 30 minutes ago, probably. Um, but I hired my mom. So, so she started helping me. sew, and then we could actually, I could actually keep up and get some other stuff done. But as an entrepreneur, I couldn't leave well enough alone. So then we launched the lashing straps and the D ring straps. Then we launched the blower tube thing. And then we launched the, you know, it just never ended. Um, and then, um, once we got everything going, I was able to get my mom to make a bunch of it. And then rocket inflatables actually approached me and they said, Hey, don't be killing yourself. We can, we can, we can handle this. So then I worked at a deal with rocket to where, um, they manufacture everything. So they, right. They, they sort the material, they manufacture everything and then they drop ship everything. And they're doing a, a, a pretty bang up job, right? It's, we're still in the early stages, but I've been pretty impressed with the stuff that comes out of there. Um, so long story short, if you were to order lashing straps right now, they're made by me. Every lashing strap that anybody's ever gotten ever is made by me. Any D ring strap you've ordered, same thing, a blower tube or any water slide tether, all four of those, every single one ever has ever has been made by me. Um, just because my mom is really good at making the, the, the prime product, the rolling straps. She's really good at, at the rolling straps. Why do I have a pickup? And, and she turns those out well. And so mm-hmm. I just left well enough alone. I said, you just keep making those. I'll, I'll handle everything else until uh, Rocket has it. Um, I haven't made a rolling strap in a while. She, my mom has made all of those. Hers are better than the ones that I make anyway. So you're, you're be happy about that. Um, and then going forward, what will happen in about a week, I think a week, is everything will be done um, at Rocket, right? So uh, I will get the samples, um, I'll approve those, and as long as they're good, which everything always has been, then mm-hmm. Rocket will be making everything. And the stuff they make, like, let me show you an example. So this is like an old, this is like a test, a test one that Rocket made, and then this is like a normal one that we make, right? So this is one my mom made, uh, literally mm-hmm. picked it up yes, uh, today, I think, right? So you got the little logo on there, Right, mm-hmm. and that's right, and then that's what it looks like. Okay, that's your sewing, and this is some badass thread. Um, it's expensive as hell. It's upholstery thread. So the ones from Rocket, you've got, and I love how they did this. Much longer Velcro, right? So mm-hmm. you're not you don't have to aim for such a small area. And then this is gonna it it looks it looks a little sloppier, but that's okay because it's a tool. It's not a prom dress, right? So mm-hmm. then I don't know. If, the camera's getting a good shot of that. But this is yeah. sewn with, with the thread that a bounce house is sewn with. Mm-hmm. And look how much there is. Like, yeah. you're not breaking this. Ever. Yeah, that's, like, yeah. You're not breaking this. I've never had one of these break, ever. I've never had the ones that, that mm-hmm. my mom and I break, ever. Never won. Yeah, it'll break at the actual, like, the, you know, the leather part before it breaks at the seam. Yeah, right. Or not leather, but whatever you know, the material is made out of. Yep. But this is like mega badass. You know what I mean? And then, like I said, the way they sew the Velcro on is super cool. Right? So this this is like my design, but then, you know, their their sewers made it how they make it. But I'm like, dude, it showed up. The sample showed up. I'm like, holy sh... Like, we make good stuff, dude. This, this, one's, this one's extra, ultra, mega heavy. Dude. So I've, I've been... Uh, very impressed. 
a little side note with that same conversation. Uh, how many years were you in the jump off whenever you started doing the uh, the straps? Or, you know, years, months, Let's days? Let's see, like two-ish? Yeah, yeah, two, I think two. Okay. I mean, and I made them, like, you know, the first one ever looked a lot like this. It was, mm -hmm. it looked a lot like this. It was sewn with much crappier thread and much smaller rings, right? But I didn't know what I was doing. I was just kind of testing it. And then this strap originally actually went this way, around it that way. Mm -hmm. And like, you'd have to fold this one back, but then it would fall apart. And so then I figured out to have it go this way. And that's been, I mean, that's the selling point. Like you guys can go, people, you know, people bang on me on the Facebook groups all the time and my shit's too expensive. I'm like, that's fine. You mm -hmm. go to Harbor Freight, dude, and buy the, buy the 30 <laughs> foot toe straps mm -hmm. and weigh 40,000 pounds take up a yeah. whole crate like mm -hmm. or you can just do this you know what I mean yeah. and then I, we actually go to harbor freight spend they're three dollars it's like this little miniature uh cargo net and we just hook that to the rolls all like it's so crappily hooked on there we just hook them and then that just slides <laughs> in and then this is just a, on the rolls all at all times you know what i mean where mm -hmm. you never you're never in trouble because it's always with you this is the yeah. one and a half if you guys are wondering this is the one and a half i don't have Oh, I do. I do. I do. Let me show you. So I get this question all the freaking time. So now these are yellow, right? So these are the Jolly Dolly. So these are Jolly Dolly. Jolly Dolly by the jump off. These are super cool. But um, so if you buy a Jolly Dolly from Gary, uh, I don't know if, you, if this comes with it or if you got to buy this from him. But anyways, um, this is the two inch, right? Two inch. So ignore the cup. Two inch, one and a half inch. So not a ton of difference, but when you hold both of these, like this is heavy and this is, it's big, right? When you go to roll, I don't use winches. So if you use a winch, this is probably less of an issue. But when you go to roll, when you're pulling on this, it's, it's a little harder to hold than the one and a half. It just fits in your hand. Like this one and a half just fits in your hand. Like it's just, hey, Nick. Yo. Hey, I don't know if you got time. Can you look up and see which ones I ordered? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is it? It's, it's Hanks. Okay, yeah. I'll check it out. But um, right. but everybody orders the two-inch because they think they need, you know, they're stronger or something. I don't know. I think that's what I ordered. That's, I mean, <laughs> I did – I, I did have uh, like three orders of one and a half come through today, which is mega, mega rare. I ordered mine the day uh, you told me to order some. You're like, oh, I'm going to market these. So order some rolling straps. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I, oh, yeah I told yeah. you. Yeah, I told you I was waiting on my business debit card. Well, that day when I went to go check the mailbox, boom, there it was. I'm like, let's get it. Oh, no. you No, you got one and a half. All right, cool. Yeah, you may, you may be getting this one that's on camera. It's not even mine. Hey, autograph it for me because i uh i had somebody do that i i've done it before but yeah but anyway so the, so it, it just comes down to preference really um so the, the two inch was the only thing like first i ever made whatever whatever and then um and i, I wish i could remember his name or who it was but there's no way i'm gonna remember um asked me for one and a half inch and i don't remember why either but I was like, I guess so. Like, I guess so. Like, I'll try a one and a half. I don't know what's going to come of it, but here we go. 
So I, I, I told him it's going to be a little while, right? So I ordered enough webbing to make one. And I made it. I'm like, oh, this is dope, dude. And so at that point, I switched. <laughs> it's all I use. All I use is one and a half. I love them. And I actually made, uh, I made Mike Oliver some one-inch. Some one-inch ones. Like, so if you can, I don't know if I'm going to get this. Let me see. But... This is like, this is a hundred yards of one inch. But look how small this is. And he loves it. He swears by it. Is that for like an obstacle course or? Yeah, he may, he had me do these. Um, he had me do these. And then if I'm not mistaken, he actually wraps, right? So once, once the, once the unit's done getting rolled up, he uses this to like lash it together. You know what I mean? which I tested that on, on our rampage. So mm -hmm. I made long enough. I want to say they're 30 because the rampage is kind of short because it's like a half pipe. So I think I made 30 foot ones, but I put like a, I put like a, a, a normal lashing. I put like a normal lashing strap on it like this and a little cam buckle. Yeah. And so there's, they're on there like that. And then they're 30 feet long to go around the rampage. It just doesn't, I don't know. My hopes, my hopes were that it would be something that you would put on, right? You'd buy one set for every slide. You never have to, you know, you don't have to carry these around, but it doesn't, mm -hmm. the guys never, right? The guys never, mm -hmm. even use them. the guys never even use them. Uh, and then I know you said, no, uh, you had your mom on it, but you never thought of like hiring like a, you know, two or three man crew or woman crew or whoever to, uh, you know, do the, the um, strap business, you know, just as far yeah. as, that was, that was the plan. That was actually the plan. I was training two, two of my jump off guys. I was training uh, Travis and Isaiah to, to sew mm -hmm. uh, so they could make them. I was going to buy them a freaking sewing machine. I was going to send them with stuff and they would sew. And then I was just going to pay them for every set they got done. I would pay them, you know, a set amount per mm -hmm. set of straps. Um, and I was in the process of doing that uh, when, when Rocket Inflatables uh, approached me. I worked it out with Rocket and I was like, it's it's a little more expensive to have them do it, right? Mm -hmm. And it's and it's um, I don't want to say it's stressful, but it's just different, right? Because I'm I have yeah. I don't have hands on it there in California. I do not have hands on it. Yeah. Um, but it was just kind of like, yeah, that's mm -hmm. probably the move is let's have some, let's have some real deal inflatable sewers sew this stuff that know what they're doing, mm -hmm. right? And then they're handling everything in house. Um, mm. It just it just made more sense than trying to train my guys out of stuff. Gotcha. Hey Nick, who makes your shirts, man? Because I'm trying to find some. It's hot as hell in Texas. Um. So shirts. So this this is um. These are kind of expensive, but um, these are from a company called Bonfire. So if you go to Bonfire.com. Um, basically what you end up doing, like, so I have a bonfire store that nobody's ever bought anything from. I, I, even, I think I even stopped linking it, but, um, you go on there and you make your shirt, right? You upload your little logo and you make your shirt and then you can pick out, you can do it in gray and red, and blue and green and pink. Um, and then these are awesome. I love these. I have a pink one and a tan one. Um, I made some other stuff on bonfire and these are, these are super cool. Um, they got tank tops, they got long sleeves, they got hoodies. I don't know if they have like dry fit, dry fit material or not, um, mm. but they're like 20 bucks a pop. 
my other shirts, like all this, like I got a tower full of freaking drawers of shirts. Those I go through and, and actually the, the family that makes my shirts can make yours and send them to Texas. Um, it's a local hardware store. That's like a mom and pop owned hardware store. Um, the Pennington family, they own a hardware store, a snowball stand and a nursery in my city. Like they've known for like, they've been in Madisonville for a million years and yeah. Um, so at their hardware store, they have a screen printing business um, and they do the screen printing for all of like my dry fit stuff. They do. Yeah. So any shirt my guys wear is all made for paint in both business. But um, if you want, if you're interested in having them do it, Jennifer, Jennifer can do it and ship it. Like I've, I've already asked for that and she's totally down. Um, or you can just Google somebody locally and see see what you can find locally um do you, do you have your uh logo patent uh trade it's trademarked or trademarked yeah it's actually very very recently trademarked i just barely got that trademark i mm. finally sat down and freaking did it um, um, got that trade i know as far as making them uh i don't know if y'all have heard of crickets or how far they're out i'm pretty sure it's you know at least in our country but uh the uh the crickets do very well i mean you can kind of go in there my old lady she uh she does it most of the time but uh she can print up you know just about anything and put it on a shirt so a cricket i think we paid 200 bucks for ours and then you have to get the uh the vinyl um there's probably you know they got all kind of different tools that, uh cricket actually you see that purple thing in my background that's the cricket machine and then she's got a whole bunch of stuff it was probably cricket was probably 200 bucks and then all the other stuff she has like a little cup kit that's my big uh that's really her holiday and birthday and all that stuff gifts i get her but um, you can print just about anything. You print out the sticker and then you uh, iron it onto a shirt and it sticks pretty well. So if you want to get shirts made or a lot of people do that as a side business, you know, uh, car car decals and stuff like that. So that's how we kind of do our stuff. But that's yeah, just I still, the, have some, you know. I still have some, uh, I don't know that um, they're made on. They were the first ones I ever bought, but I bought them from a friend who has a business doing that. And she may, she may have a cricket, I don't know what maddie uses but i still have those shirts they're hammered but it's like i'm like no, mm -hmm. i'm taking these shirts to the grave like that was so proud when i mm -hmm. opened up the thing and she actually made the first oh i don't have i have a bucky's one but she made me as a test she was trying to learn how to make koozies and so she made me a jump off koozie and so i opened the shirts up i was all excited i, I remember i filmed it it's somewhere on facebook or instagram or something but i filmed it and then the koozie was like in there with it or something i was like beer tastes so much better out of your own food dude i was obsessed with that koozie. now i buy yeah. by the hundreds i got a box of motor no oh, yeah uh with your guys do you uh whenever you hire somebody do you give them x amount of shirts or do you make them pay for all the shirts or do nah, you give them nah. some shirts and then i say you just you know, I, keep dude them? i'm loosey-goosey man i give them shirts yeah. uh i tell them don't lose them and then when they lose them i give them more shirts and i tell them to stop losing them <laughs> like i'm pretty chill with it um we have a little yeah, ain't so, wrong with that. i keep but i keep the shirts here like right if i send this tower to the warehouse it would be empty like i keep the shirts here yeah. but then i replenish i replenish the box at the warehouse mm -hmm. and then eventually like they start having and it doesn't it doesn't take them having too many to where they stop taking them you know what i mean like the box still has plenty of shirts in it okay 
Let's see. I got a good question over here. Uh, <laughs> I've got this a couple of times. Can you go live again? I'm not home and I wanted to take notes. Well, the good news is uh, Ruby and I saw that question two other times. This will go, this will go on my YouTube channel. Hi, baby. I just got my got you, baby. just got my thumbnail for the booze and biz all set. So this will go on the YouTube channel. So you can watch yeah. it, rewind it, just go watch it on YouTube. It'll be all there. Okay, so Graves, what up, Graves? Shout out to you, man. Um, he asked, can you explain to me what the deflator does and do you re recommend it in my inventory? So I'm going to explain what a deflator does. It's basically, uh, it's a piece that hooks on the intake of your blower that, that kind of goes backwards, so to speak. So that way you can flip the blower around and stick that down inside and suck air out instead of blow air in. Do I recommend you buy one? Hell no. None of them work. None of them work. Now, that being said, I made, and, and the best place to go watch this video, I think, is on, yeah, because it's not on YouTube yet. So it's on TikTok, which is frustrating, I know, because you can't, like, pause and rewind the TikTok, right? Because it's a fucking eight-minute long TikTok. But go to TikTok and watch my bucket. Bucket Sucker. That's what we call it. It's the Bucket Sucker. Uh, the Bucket Sucker deflator video where I make the Bucket Sucker. That thing, dude, I am not doing a pickup of anything remotely large without it ever again. I'm, I am low-key obsessed with that thing. The reason I love it so, 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 so much is because it doesn't add any time. The rolling straps, anybody who's ever used these, they know they save lives. They do take, however, extra time to set them under the slide. And when you're done with the slide, you know, if you're going to go do another pickup, you're just going to chuck them in the truck. Uh, but then it's still kind of a messy thing. Or if you're done, you got to roll them up, whatever. They're amazing. And I, we take them to every single pickup we ever do. Not that we always use them, but we always have them just in case. The bucket sucker takes no extra time. Takes no extra time. So basically what, what I'll do is, and, and I need to make a, a, a full-blown video on exactly how I use it now that I've used it enough times. But what we'll do is we'll open up like one zipper on the back of a tall water slide. Okay, one, bit, one zipper on the back, one zipper on the front. And kind of hold them open, start taking out stakes, kind of doing our normal thing, uh, walk some air out of it, um, just get it relatively deflated, especially down towards the pool, right? Because you're not going to be able to suck all that air out from the pool. But, but all that's a normal flow of work. You're doing that anyway. So then once that's all done, uh, I guess it takes extra time to zip the zippers back up and then stick that bucket down in there, which that takes four seconds stick the bucket down in there and turn the blower back on and then just go thump and put the intake right up to it. And it goes, boom, sucks right to it. And you'll watch that slide start to deflate, right? Not, it's not like dramatic. Okay. We will watch it kind of start to deflate, but then as you fold it, right. And I like to get that blower tube in the middle, or if there's not a blower tube in the middle, I put it in the vent in the middle, but then as you fold it, you can watch the fold suck down. Then as you roll, it's still sucking air, right? As you roll, it's just sucking all the air out to where your roll ends up super tight and, and awesome. And I, I love it. I, I use it on everything that I do, um, any tall water slide. Um, the only thing you have to, you do have to be careful of, if there's water inside that water slide, it sucks it out and it sucks it out violently, which sounds like a good thing, but it's going through your blower motor 
there's a lot of electronics in there and it's then blowing out right the normal place the blower blows out right so if you're going to use it if you're going to go pick up a flooded water slide um and and i had a situation last weekend where we showed up i looked inside i even looked inside the water slide there was no water in it we start picking up we start rolling the water slide as soon as we started rolling the water slide it started spewing water. I'm like, oh my God. And they tripped the breaker that fast. So you do have to be careful with those things. And and I've never seen a warning on a regular deflator, the, you know, the crappy ones you can buy that don't work. I've never seen a warning on those before, right? So why everybody freaked the hell out when a, the bucket sucker video was posted, I don't know, but I got a lot of shit for that. Um, but they were right, right? My guys should not have been doing what they were doing. And I, I posted it out of satire, right? But it's, it's my um, sarcastic on the internet, right? So it's, it's all good. But bucket sucker for life. For life, it's 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 just the best thing ever. I can't even explain it. Hey Nick, I got a question for you. Yeah, hit it. You're a phone machine. I watched your last um last one of these, and you said you get four hours out of one pack. No, two, two. Two hours? Okay. I was just reading on the pack on, on their website. It says 30 to 60 minutes. So that must be wide open. Oh, they must have changed it. They must have changed okay. it. They use, uh, and, and whether or not I went off what was on the website or because I was having a conversation um, with the owner, with, with Greg, when I, when I bought it. So I went off. I, I went off of. But I, I know I went off of something specific where it said each pack should last you one to two hours or two hours or something. So so I've always told everybody every rental comes with two packs of foam and it should last two to four hours. But I've, I've never okay. had anybody complain either. Okay. After listening to that, I think I'm going to go buy one. <laughs> I mean, dude, that, that party machines thing is so easy to operate. You just drop it off and let the client operate it you know what i mean yeah yeah uh, yeah mine's mine's done a little over four grand this year what uh what all small small uh add-ons do you offer uh i know i i do water balloons um like a water balloon bucket by the you know the big pack of i think i do i got a pack like 600 you can do uh 35 at a time you know you can kind of break it down and put it in a bucket you do any like little stuff like that i know cha- uh, tables and chairs and stuff like that but yeah just um, tables and chairs that's all we do we get we get tables and chairs um i finally I, i'm the opposite like i like inflatables water like i, I want to be in and out clean efficient right mm-hmm. i've never been i've never been even when i was a salesman i upsold enough to where I could hit my metrics at my job. So I was mm-hmm. never, I was never an upselling salesman. I was a volume guy. I'd rather wrap one customer up so I could go get another customer versus spend an extra five minutes talking to somebody into buying socks from me back when I sold shoes. Oh, okay. um, that being said, uh, yeah, so I stick, dude, I'm, I'm very, I'm very um, more volume. Yeah, I, would, yeah, I, just... I would rather spend the money on event hawk to go get another water slide rental you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like i just added a generator to my inventory literally 
literally uh four weeks ago i think five weeks ago like i just don't mm -hmm. even i'm not into the upsell thing i don't have candy machines i don't have cotton candy i don't have uh popcorn it's just i don't know it's my personality i'm not right i just it's yeah, sure. what's, it, what's your take on like inflatable games like inflatable axe throwing and whatnot um i think it's so niche that in order not for worth it, it. sense you got to be a monster company. This actually came up. Uh, I, I popped into the tail end of one of the discussions that Jana had, right? And Jana's, Jana's company is way bigger than the jump off. And so somebody asked her that, right? And, and she had the best answer that I've ever heard because she has so much experience. Um, she said, basically, yeah, it's going to collect dust all year until you get to festival time or um, I think she said also school event time, right? And then it will go out and make some money. But if you're, if you're scaling, right, Jana, Jana and Joe aren't scaling anymore. They're not like working on growing, not saying they don't yeah. to grow, but they're not a scaling business anymore. They're like a sustained, right. And they're very large um, to where for them. It's kind of like, I mean, you know, when you're that big, you're going to get to the end of the year and you're going to need to dump some money into something like, fuck it, let's buy yeah. a, yeah, whatever, one of those football throwing things or a bungee run or whatever, like, who's screw it, you know what I mean? For me, like, I'm still scaling, um, you know, I'm on year three and, and, and we do some very good revenue for how, how young of a business we are, but I'm still scaling, like, I, I'm ready to go spend $30,000 on water slides, like, I don't even want to spend 80, or, uh, what does a popcorn machine cost, 300 bucks? Like, I don't even want to go spend 300 bucks on a popcorn machine, you know what I mean? Because I don't want to have that slow us down because I'm so hell-bent on scaling. You know what I mean? Um, uh, uh, and again, not that I'm right. I just think for whatever one of those games is going to cost. You'd rather spend that on a water slide or you know you can go make 15 grand. Yeah, I know. It goes, uh, I know. I mean, I bought a 22-foot dual lane from HEC. Um, when did I buy that? It was late in the season. Like water season, water slide season have been going like it was late that i bought that it's outperformed everything to a degree that's shocking like it did it's done like fifteen thousand five hundred, i think fifteen thousand five hundred, in in the short amount of time that we've had it and it's like dude i right and it was i bought it at a hard time leaving time. that yeah and and so just imagine what it's gonna do next year it's like yeah ah, I'm, i for me like, that's why I don't have tents yet. I want tents. I want to have a gang load of tents. But it's like, if I just spend that money on a water slide, I'd know what it's going to do. I'd rather do that. Is there a tent person on here? Somebody somebody messaged me right before, uh, uh, not right before we started, but like kind of when I stopped looking at my phone before I started asking about, oh, I'm sorry, it's done 13,000 this year. That, that 22 foot's done 13,000 this year. Um, asking if we talk tense on here and I never answered the person because I was just, I needed to put my phone down so I could get everything ready. Um, but the answer is yes, we do talk tense on here. If anybody's got tense, I want some, I just don't have any. Does anybody have tense? Uh, this is a question for tense. Uh, I mean, you're, uh, you said you don't want to get into tense now. What stops you from buying like just one tent and, you know, renting one tent out, you know, just ever, which I know you're already pretty big as far as like the jump off stuff goes. So now I'm 
I still work my own job and then do this on the side. So, uh, but just uh, your thoughts on that. Why don't I have tents? Is that, that was the question? Or just not like, why don't you just, you know, buy one tent and then, you know, kind of see how it goes or whatever, you know, just spend, you know, you said you didn't want to spend the money on tents because you said, you know, you're ready to spend however much on, you know, just straight water slides. Right. And, you know, so it'll make you the money. Why not buy one tent, you know, so you can add that on, which I, you just said that you're, you know, more of a blunt person and say, hey, you get a water slide and that's a wrap kind of thing. But, uh, you know, a tent as an add on, you know, and you got decent, you know, customers with the Christmas lights and stuff. You know, they, they spend a lot of money on stuff like that. But uh, as far as, you know, just buying one tent and kind of seeing how it goes, what stops you from buying that one tent, you know? Two things. Number one, I got no, bro, I never even touched one. I never even seen one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so, um, when, like, if, if I didn't have a YouTube channel and I, and I wasn't selling straps and maybe, maybe not, if I wasn't doing Christmas lights, you know what I mean? I would have the time to dink with it. We were so balls to the wall. And I was overhired coming into the year too. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I was carrying too many guys and then we barely made it because we ended up so busy. Right. Um, event Hawk was, was a major component of that because I had them start doing my ads and, and, and installed it on the site. But dude, I couldn't keep up with anything, let alone mm -hmm. learning a tent. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. like I've got, what's it so it's august so i mean i've got like six weeks before i start doing anything uh physical with life like before we start installing lights you know what i mean so i've got a six week opportunity here to, to to figure out what the hell you know i can do with my time um i just a tent's not what i want to do um mm -hmm. that being said like i don't want one tent i want 10 like there's mm -hmm. two places that rent tents around here they're pretty far removed from our like they're in my area but they're on the far yeah they're on the far eastern edge of it so if i carried 10 tents i think i could kill it i think i could kill mm -hmm. it it's just a timing thing like i'm a big fan of um a concept that i dreamed up a long time ago of seasons Right. So I'm a sports fan. I used to be a big sports fan after COVID. I don't really care about sports anymore, but I used to be a big sports fan. Um, and then I just, I love business. And then I'm just a person that likes to get in, get myself in over my head by nature. Yeah. So a long time ago, I kind of started to realize that I would, I would almost prioritize things and I started calling them seasons. Right. And I just make up seasons. Yeah. I don't have like water slide season and bounce house season. What I mean is like, I have, I will have content season, right? Where yeah, season we'll, for yourself. We'll see my channel pump out a lot of content and then it'll not go dormant, but then it'll really slow down. But that's just mm -hmm. because I shifted something else, right? And so yeah. as, as, as um, the, the jump off store, right? I, I mean, I just launched that. But, but as the straps business then became busy enough to justify its own freaking Shopify store, Right. So I was in like scale mode. I was in, I was in jump off store season where it was like everything I freaking did was buy supplies, get stuff to my mom, get stuff from my mom, talk to, you know, rocket inflatables, getting 
stuff, whatever. And then I got, I got no time. Then Gary from Jolly Dolly approaches me to make these yellow ones. You know what I mean? And I said, yes. And then Tommy from Rolls All approached me to make green ones. Uh, And I said, yes. And then he hasn't ever followed back up. And I've been so busy. I'm like, that's cool. We're going to wait a minute. Right. Mm -hmm. I got a cool thing that we're doing with the event Hawk. And then I got another badass thing uh, straps wise I'm doing with inflatable office. Right. And so it's like, dude, it was strap season. Yeah. And so I'm a very big fan of separating my life into those seasons as, as we kind of came out of busy season with the jump off, right. Which last weekend was kind of the last busy weekend, but I came off of vacation the weekend before it was like, it was time for, for next season. Like I had to slow down so I could speed up. I had taken on a lot. I'd gone balls to the wall, like 12 to 14 hours a day, seven days a week, the whole year. And I needed to chill, dude. I needed to chill and get my mind right, which what mm-hmm. good it is now, you know what I mean? To where I can now ship and I've got opportunity in front of me to start a season of something else. It's just, it's not going to be tense. You know what I mean? It's not going to be tense. Um, do I go tense? This is a good question. So if you had the opportunity and the capital, would you go tense or would you go video game truck? What does everybody think? Comments. Uh, uh, oh, I'm gonna get back on Facebook. Yeah, uh, comments in the, in the chat or or unmute, and you guys can talk. You guys got to be on mic like, three number four now. You you said uh, well, my speaker ain't the best. You said tense or go, you said go tense or go what? Video game truck. Video game truck. Video game trailer. Yep. Or trailer. Gaming well, trailer. Uh, Gaming truck. John said video game truck all day. That's, that's dude, right? Tents, tents may be a good investment. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm sure they are, right? Because there's tent guys tell you once you start doing tents, you want to stop doing bounce houses. But, um, but a video game truck, dude, that's so much more fun. But it, what, uh, I mean, how, how exactly is that set up? Uh, so basically, uh, you, you commission a company, like there's companies that build them right mm-hmm. you tell them what you want inside and they build out a video game trailer with a ps4 a ps5 and x whatever whatever you want inside mm-hmm. um most of the big actually all of them i've ever seen have a, a thing that comes out of the trailer it's like a big cargo trailer probably mm-hmm. probably 16 to 18 foot cargo trailer it has a, a door that opens up and a big tv inside and then that's where the uh nintendo is so you, play, so you can play Just Dance. So you can play, you know, all, all the Nintendo games that require. Um, okay, and, yeah. I, this is the first time I heard about it. That's why I was like, when when you said it, I was like, I'm pretty sure he said video game truck, but I was like, I don't, I don't know if he said it, but there, yeah, that, I've got a yeah. video I did with uh, Maurice. Um, I don't think it's up on my channel yet, though. Yeah. Um, I know I started editing. No, I know it's not. I started editing it and then I got too busy uh, recently and I, we shot the video forever ago. But basically, in a nutshell, um, and I don't remember all the financials, but it makes good money, right? So the mm-hmm. video game trailer itself is going to cost you 80 grand. And then you need a truck to pull it, but right, we're all bounce house people, so we all have some sort of truck. Uh, yeah. That, dude, that stuff is just fun. 
right? And and when you think about, so you you charge four hundred bucks for two hours. Mm-hmm. So you think about your Saturday, right? The first party's probably eleven, but you can rock as long as you can staff it. You can rock into the night. So mm-hmm. I mean, think about do eleven to twelve. 12 to 1, 1 to 2, right? You got to travel a little bit in there too, but 2 to 4. Like, you do five of those things, right? So, yeah, about 200. It's like, they, 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 they make good money. Mm-hmm. And there's not, you didn't even know what it was, right? So, there's yeah. a competition level that's huge out there. There's also, yeah. that, that being said, you also have to make a market for it, right? So, mm-hmm. if, if it's not an established, thing in your area you can't just buy a gaming trailer and then make a million dollars you know what i mean yeah. you, you, you've got to have a market for it but or create a market for it mm-hmm. but, I and mean, like how how big is the trailer yeah 16 18 feet uh and then inside it's got like a wall of tvs um with the systems in front of them yep then behind mm-hmm. is like a bench right it's all carpeted it's got mm-hmm. led lights in it and stuff and then one of them had a had a TV on this other end too, like right by the door. Yeah. And then it runs on a generator, and then it plugs into the plugs into the Wi-Fi, uh, not the Wi-Fi, but it plugs into the router in, in the person's house. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I was just I I would never I never would have thought of that because most of the people that play games because I'm a gamer myself I do like uh, Warzone and stuff like that. But uh, nowadays it's all online, which I mean, I guess they could all hook it up, you know, to their Wi-Fi and stuff like that. But. Yep. Yeah, it's super cool, dude. It's super cool. So that's kind of why it's like, I don't know, I just saved it two thousand dollars from buying the tent. Like, you know, step buying the gaming trailer. I don't know. All right, is anybody uh, is anybody planning on or you know that Tariq is doing a live? Um, so his is going to be his is called his are his have good names surviving the off season or, or surviving the off season 101 something like that um, but he's doing he's doing um a live that starts at eight that uh, i would love to be on um if you guys have questions we can rock as long as you guys want if you guys want to unmute or or drop a question in the chat we can rock as long as you want but, uh, I do have a question real quick. Um, the event hawk, I've been hit, hearing this like the last few months or whatever. What does it entail and what is it about and is it worth it? So worth it, yes. Um, it's got three different kind of, well, really they have kind of four different components. Okay, so start at the basics. So the event hawk uh, pop-up. Basically what it is, if you go to my go to my website, it's thejumpoff.com. And then when you're on the site for like, four seconds or something, a pop-up comes in and says, we have a flash sale going on. We got this coupon, click here for the coupon. So that's basically what Event Hawk kind of is, so to speak. And so you, the, the client then clicks the link, takes them to a page. You gotta, you gotta make a, a, a coupon landing page, which takes four seconds, but, and then they put in their information, right? Their name, first name, last name, phone number, and email. And they put it in. And then it takes them to, no, then you make the landing page for the coupon. So it takes them to his page. It says, use code bounce10 for $10 off or use code whatever for a free night, free overnight, whatever you want your promo to be. 
So then, so that's the pop-up. So then really what event Hawk is from there is it's a system that then auto texts that person X number of minutes later and says, Hey, this is Nick from the jump off. I saw you were shopping on the website. I wanted to know, uh, what is that? I wanted to know what date your party is. So then you have a separate app, right? That you chat with everybody on like the event Hawk app. And so basically all day long, the event Hawk app just goes bling, August 27th. It's a random person to you because you didn't text them, but August 27th, September 9th, right? You just start getting dates that come to you. And so basically what it's doing though is as traffic is coming to your site, right? And they're shopping your site or whatever, this pop-up, it's annoying. His pop-up is annoying them to where they they like they go fill out and they give you their information, right? Do you know what a funnel is? You know what a sales funnel is? Okay. So it gets them yeah. further down the funnel because you have their information. Then texts them, hey, what's your date of your party? Then they tell you. You can then say, right? So what I always say, they so I just get a text message, random text message of a date. And then what I say is, awesome. What slide was your favorite slide for your party? Then they'll tell you, well, we wanted the big kahuna. Then you go in, you're like, cool, big kahuna's available. What's the address? I'll put together a quote for you. And then you can send over a quote. So without Event Hawk, this person would have just come to your site, right? There's no pop-up. They don't interact with anything. They didn't book a slide. They didn't get a quote and they left. But because they filled out the Event Hawk pop-up, they are then now within your control. That makes sense. Yeah. So you'll 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 book a lot more clients, just just with that component. Okay, and you've got to learn how to interact with those clients because they're different. It's a different client, right? It's a hot lead that comes in that filled out a coupon form on your thing. So you've got to learn how to interact with those those clients. But once you do, you'll start to close a lot of them. So so that's basically what Event Hawk is. Now then, they're also I mean, they're, they're hands down for sure. No questions asked the number one Google ad agency for event rentals, for bounce house rentals and for water slides. So long story short, um, Tariq kind of went down the rabbit hole. Like, so I built my own personal blog a long time ago, like 2017. And you go down this rabbit hole of SEO and Google ads and all this crazy stuff you didn't even know existed in order to grow your business, right? Well, uh, Tariq went down that rabbit hole with his bounce house and water slide business and got super interested in it, went super deep with it, got really good at it, figured out just, just basically A-B testing his way to figure out the exact perfect way to market a bounce house business on Google and then to go get more Google reviews. Jana, at some point in time, and I'm probably butchering parts of the story, right? Because I've never heard it directly from them. But Jana, at some point in time, approaches Tariq to do this for her business. It works so well, she somehow convinces him to start Event Hawk. So that's how Event Hawk was like all born, so to speak. So between Event Hawk being on your site with the pop up <clears throat> and then you interacting with the, with the people where it asks for their date, that system also auto texts them on Tuesdays to ask for a Google review. Then with Google ads, 
those are the two main products of, of event hawk that are most effective and just i mean the best way i can describe it is this year going into this year i was set up for a big year I had my two trailers, I had my two trucks, I had freaking eight employees, which I had no business having eight employees, but I was like, I'm ready to dominate. I had to buy two more trailers and another truck, and we barely had enough employees to keep up. And, and yes, we did a lot of good things last year to, to grow the business organically. And yes, the, my website, right, obviously the SEO naturally grew and people, right, but as soon as I got a bent hog, you know, two and a half, three weeks later, started getting crazy. And, and, and then four, six, eight weeks out, it was, I'm telling you, I, I did not know I could be that busy. I did not know I could do $15,000 on a weekend. I didn't know I had enough slides. I didn't know I had enough guys. I didn't know I had enough, like, I didn't know I could do that. And, and it's a lot of it has to do with that, right? So those are the, those are your two best pieces of that. Now they also do Facebook ads, which I just started having them do. Ads. And in my opinion, I've not talked to Tariq personally about this, but in my opinion, it feels like Tariq has gotten pretty serious about the Facebook stuff uh, uh, just because he's kind of promoting it. He's talking about it more. And he used to not like it. And now it, it feels like something that he's very into. They do Facebook ads the right way, which is called retargeted. So the only people on Facebook and Instagram that see your ads are people that have been to your website and got cookies on your website. So you're not showing your Facebook ad to anyone besides people who have been to your website. So it's going to only show it to hot leads, so to speak, right? And I'm not a marketer, so I'm probably not using the right lingo here, but um. I have, so I started, uh, I started the Facebook ads, uh, with the Hawk a little bit late. Um, and it's hard to say because Facebook changed their stuff with, or I'm sorry, Apple changed their stuff with their iOS update that killed all the ad tracking. So it's hard to say, but, but the way my gut feels about this is we were going to be busy this year. Hawk took it to heights. I didn't know it were going to exist. And then when the season normally kind of slows, that Facebook ad really just, you know, instead of it slowing, it just kept it on either a flat plane, but way higher than I thought it would be. Um, and then the fourth piece, they do SEO. So they'll go through your website and do SEO the right way, backlink to all this like complicated stuff. Um, the back, the, the SEO is expensive. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to have them do that. Cause I know, I know the value of doing it the right way. And I know how, I don't want to use the word impossible, but how unrealistic it is for a normal person. Right. And I know the internet. Well, how unrealistic it is for me to do, for me to do SEO correctly. I'm going to pay them the, I don't even know what, I don't remember what it costs, 1400 bucks or something like that. X number of pages. It's, it's, it's a much more complex animal, but I'm going to have them do that for me next year. Maybe, maybe this winter to get ready for next year. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent positive, but I've seen enough results from the first two. Right. And then I feel comfortable that, right. They still are doing my Facebook ads. So I'm still comfortable with them doing them obviously to where I think the SEO piece 
um, is, is worth investing in. And, and this is coming from somebody who wants to dominate the world, right? <laughs> so, so everybody's ambitions are going to be different, but is it worth it? Yes, absolutely. Here's my biggest fear. <clears throat> Take a little backstory. I work full time at the fire department. So this is like our side gig. It was kind of a, uh, I got eight years so I can retire. So it was kind of a retirement thing. Get the business paid for, try to pay some personal debt off and hopefully just let this run once I retire. And we uh, used to have plenty of employees. We had as much as six. We've only got 13 inflatables. I have to have more employees because of my work schedule to keep the business running while I'm gone. Um, this year we cut down to two and we made it work. But unfortunately the guy that kind of runs everything for me, this is going to be his last season. So next year is be the first year that we've been in business that I've been worried about uh, a employee status. Uh, the one employee I have coming back next year is a hard worker, but he's the type that you got to tell him everything to do. So I want to grow. I want to make more money, but I'm also scared to grow and scared to make more money. Not scared to make more money, but scared to grow thinking I can't keep up because of my full-time job. So I've been kind of hesitant about doing stuff like that. You know, we got the ERS thing. It kind of worked pretty good for us. Um, I mean, yeah, the ERS, but uh, just kind of nervous about growing, I guess. I know that kind of sounds stupid and that's... <laughs> kind of bass backwards, what everybody wants for the business, but it just kind of bothers me. But if I had that one person that could run it and I know could stay there, it would be no issue. I'd, I'd want to take on the world, like you say, but it kind of makes me nervous now. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, there's the number of people that'll watch this video to the part where you just say, you know, that you're scared to take on too much that think you're lucky is huge, right? That's, that's amazing. It's, that's a great problem to have. However, that being said, when you have that problem, it's a shitty problem to have, right? So what I would tell you to do is if, if you can figure out, like, so do you and your wife co-run the business or is it just you uh, and the employees? It's pretty much just me. I mean, my wife handles the Facebook messages through the Facebook status, but I do all the phone calls and do all the bookings. We normally have our ERS website where they can go and book online. Um, this year, we kind of shut it down. Um, it was a little bit easier for me to manage that way. And because the fuel prices went, so I'm in a very rural area, I'm in Southeast Alabama. So it is oh. nothing. We travel, you know, 30 to 40 minutes between uh, rentals sometimes. So when fuel prices went sky high, we kind of blocked everything out where they got to call me. And that kind of helped me say, okay, yeah, we're going to be in that area. We can make that sale or we're not really going to be, that's totally opposite where we're going is what they're, you know, what they're wanting worth us driving this many miles for. In other words, they're just going to get a, a $200 bounce house. It may not be worth my time to drive an hour out of the way, you know, the opposite direction where we're going. So we kind of did that. Um, we didn't have as good a year this year. We're having a down year a little bit, especially compared to last year. Last year was by far our biggest year. We're still ahead of sales from 2020. Uh, we're just about 18% down from last year. So, but she handles the messages. I handle like all the, all the bookings and the phone calls. Um, and that kind of stuff. So she, she helps, but I pretty much you know, run it for the most part. Right. Okay. So, I mean, she'll be able to handle the event hawk messages, which is, which is a good thing, right? Because they, they're repetitive. It's the same freaking conversations over and over and over. Once the conversation gets kind of deep, right. It, it can get a little bit um, intricate, but that it's so rare. So from that standpoint, she'll be able to handle it. Uh, but for you, I mean, I would be in higher, I would be in, let me see, let me rephrase that. I would be in get interviews mode. I would just, I would just be trying to do as many interviews as I possibly can 
there's very good there's very good people out there yeah that yeah that not only will they be an asset to your business but they want to be an asset to your business um i've 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 got multiple of them through some luck some hard work whatever but i've got multiple of them um and it just it's it's the 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 stars align for me currently like i do not think i'm you know the 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 messiah of of man power but i would just be right if you can answer that question right especially going into right so if you're in alabama i'm sure your school's already started too so you should be past your peak season i just be just build just build just just meet people ask people if they know anybody if they do know anybody get their phone number then text them we've, uh, we've been for, pretty fortunate with our employees that most of all the employees we have is we've never actually had to conduct interviews it's always been from our first employee it's always either been family of ours or friends of ours or somebody that knew somebody and we've been very fortunate to only have maybe a couple of bad apples i think that's another thing that kind of scares me as i hear the horror stories of all the, the employees and while i'm at the fire station you know i'm worried that you know, I'm, when I'm here, I'm there for 24 hours and I'm worried that somebody's going to screw something up. And I'll come with, we've only been in business about six and a half years, but we've never really had any major issues. And I know it's coming. I know it's going to happen one day, but I think that's my fear is hiring somebody that I don't know and trying to, uh, you know, have that trust thing, I guess, just trusting somebody that you, they're going to do it the same way you're going to do it. And I've been fortunate for the most part to have that. And I'm kind of scared about that, but we're looking this year, you know, to definitely conduct some interviews because the guy I've got going back next year, he won't be able to run it. I mean, while I'm here, you know, and like I said, I can't stop the business while I'm here. Um, I never anticipated to be as big as we are. and We're still very, very small compared to a lot of people, but for what we were, I never anticipated to be this big and I do want to grow. I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm scared to grow to make sure it works, but it's like the guy now, if I had, if I could pay him a salary, I would pay him and I wouldn't worry about it. We get as big as we want to. He's, he's great at what he does. It's just, you know, he's moving on to something that's not quite as seasonal as what we got. Yeah. Which is understandable. I mean, the only thing I can tell you is, you know, I, I, I came into the entrepreneur world having only employed strangers my entire life, but as a corporation, right. So I was insulated from, right. They weren't stealing my money. They weren't breaking my equipment. Right. So the horror stories, which I've got plenty of them, right they were doing something bad to the company, which I loved, but I was insulated from that. So it is far different as the owner, but if you can get yourself mentally over that hurdle, all I can tell you is when you, when you, when you find a good employee and then take great care of them, there's no better feeling in the freaking world from when they tell you how like, they tell you how great you are, you know what I mean, for, for how you invest in them or for how you lead them or, or whatever your strengths are. Like, it's the most humbling thing in the world, you know what I mean? Because you know, if they feel that way about you, you know, you've changed their life a, just a thousand times more. So I would challenge you to get over the mental hurdle of hiring a stranger and you got to just, I mean, you just got to do it. You just got to do it every, right. Think of all the big companies in the world. Like there's no employees at Amazon that Jeff Bezos knows. There's none. And think how big that thing is, right? That, that is how you scale. But you did say something um, that, that I want to point out. You said they're not going to do it. 
the way you, I don't remember if you said you the way you want or the way you would. I think you said that they wouldn't do it the way you would. And what I'm here to tell you is they're not going to. That's the, that's the number one piece right there that is the key. You have to be comfortable with them being 80% of your 100%, right? When they're out there, when you find the dude that's 85 and you'll know, like you'll know like day one, you're like, oh, this guy's different. This guy's going to be 85. That's the guy that what just pay him whatever he needs, right? That's the guy that you have to keep. Most of them are going to come in 65. Most of them are going to come in 72%, right? And you're going to teach them and build them and create and just push them to get to 80. But if you can get 80% of your 100%, you that's it. That's the goal. You're because they're never, they're not, they're not you. They never will be you. They're not you. And you can't expect them to be you because they don't own the company, right? If you want them to get to your level, you got to give them hundred percent or 50% of the company. That's the only way. They, they ever ask for raises or uh, promotions or do you run like a, a promotion type, you know, deal where, you know, you got assistant manager or, you know, I trust you and then I kind of trust you type deal. Yep. So um, that's kind of in the works that, that, that is going to become much more pronounced next year uh, by, by plan, by, by organization. Um, as of now, they go from helper, quote unquote, helper to driver. And then mm-hmm. amongst the drivers there, it's not, a, it's set up now as a seniority because that's convenient because it's also correct. Meaning, yeah. meaning my most senior driver that I have is my most, um, my most experienced and my most knowledgeable and then the second is the second, the third is the third, the, mm-hmm. right? And you get down to the fourth and fifth, like it's kind of like, right, you're splitting hairs, but mm-hmm. it's not, I don't want to say it's not that important, but it's yeah. not something to worry about, right? But when I went out of town, I did uh, pay one of my guys to run the show, right? He got access to the event hawk. He got access to the jump off phone number, the other jump off phone number, and everything came to him. All problems came to him. All solving came to him. All movement came to him. Mm-hmm. So-and-so couldn't work today. That came to him. You know what I mean? So that was the kind of the first uh, real move I've had to where I promote a manager. Not that he was promoted to anything, but he managed the business while I was gone. You know, mm-hmm. he was my most tenured uh, uh, driver and my most experienced. He actually also uh, works for another inflatable company on the days that we don't run. Okay. Um, but he did, you know, he did a bang up job and he got paid extra money for it. Hey, so, uh, hey. how, how many days he worked to, or does he work for you? Uh, so he'll run slides for us on, um, let's see, Saturdays and Monday. So he'll run Saturday drop offs, uh, Saturday night pickups if we're doing any, Monday pickups, and then mm-hmm. anything through the week. The other company runs Fridays and Sundays. So, mm-hmm. um, Basically, I don't have access to him Fridays or Sundays. Okay. And then, like, hey, I, I'm not – I don't want to get too personal with his business, but as far as, like, what's his, like, age range and, like, is he high school, college? Uh, I, I mean, do you get where I'm, I'm trying to kind of ask? Like, is he yeah. kind of just, you know, looking for a little side money so he can party or, you know, 
I mean, that's got to be what it, you know, what is it? He's he's very serious about inflatables. He's very young, but he's very serious about inflatables. Um, Okay. And and he does a he does a bang up job. I gotta slow him down sometimes. He moves too fast sometimes. But okay, so he's just you know young kid trying to you know make some money. You know, doing a good job at whatever he does. Okay. Yes, I've I've always looked past age Mm -hmm. uh, in lieu of maturity and ability. I will give the young and, and and. and this and this has burned me in my corporate life, right? But mm-hmm. I will give the young kid who's ambitious and smart and driven and capable, yeah, a shot to go be something at an early age. Yeah. Because somebody did that for me, and I flourished. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm kind of the opposite because I like I played football in high school, and it was it was a jam up. And like he always called it like an organization or something like that. But I busted my ass for, you know, a football team and it, it never led me anywhere. He was just trying to, you know, get all of his his players. Like he he just wanted us basically like hound dogs, you know, type deal. But uh not to, you know, stretch it out. So I just kind of wonder like how you, you know, find your crew and just finding young kids, especially nowadays, you know couple years ago you, you know it's a lot easier to find people that are willing to work but nowadays it's just you know it's it's half and half you know what i mean yep yep i mean i don't know it's always been hard in my opinion yeah. um i love millennials more than anybody everybody banged on millennials they were my favorite they were my absolute yeah. favorite uh gen z i connect very well with gen z um the, <laughs> the trends move too fast i i always sound <laughs> like the old guy but uh, but I love Gen Z kids, and I love, and I and I love millennials um a lot, and I've had a, I've, I've mm. had nothing, nothing but great things to say about both generations. <laughs> hey, hey, is that guy Zach still on? Down here, Fred. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, Zach. So you're you're a firefighter? Is that what I you am? Do? I am. Okay. Yes, do you do Christmas lights at all? Because a ton of firefighters do Christmas lights. So we, I've actually been talking to Nick about that. Um. And I actually spoke with him not too long ago in the same kind of concept. Like I, the guy that stays with me or that's talking about staying with me, I talked to him about doing Christmas lights. He said he was in if we could get it going. So I've been kind of going back and forth about it. I'm thinking about going to the training in, in September. Um, the biggest thing that bothers me is, again, you know, with me being full time here, I work 24 on 48 off. So I'm off, you know, two out of every three days. So the winter time is kind of my downtime. Um, and, uh-oh. You there? Uh, no, he's not. His phone died or something. He yeah. So what I was trying to – if he's a – the thing is, if he's trying to grow his business, he doesn't need uh, – his, his bounce house business, he'll keep his stable employees if he adds an add-on. You guys there? He's coming. He's coming. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so if, if he um, – if he stays open and uh, stops having his downtime, he'll be able to keep his employees so they don't have to start over every year. I'm sorry, I lost y'all. Um, but anyway, like I was saying, uh, we're looking at, at doing that. Um, kind of nervous because it'd be our first time. The other thing is talking about the pricing. I went over the pricing with Nick, and you know, it's probably just me, like the same way I was when the, with the inflatables. Christmas lights are kind of a big deal around here, but most the, the town that I'm in is not a very wealthy town, I guess, if that makes any sense. 
So it's hard for me to believe that people would pay as much as it would cost to do the decorations. Um, well, I know there's you're, some. You're you're not your customer. You're not going to hire people right. that are hire you are not working class people generally. They're right. going to be people that their houses are too big. They're not getting on a ladder to do it. So they make like I've I've heard the guy that taught me said, look, they count their their hundred or they count their hundreds like we count our pennies. So that's the type of you're going to get. There's people out there that just make ridiculous amounts of money, and so you think it's a big dollar you're giving to them, big estimate, and they're like, oh, when can you start? So, I mean, it's a, it's a high for me. I mean, I only close maybe one out of 10 estimates, but I don't need the work. So when I was newer and I was just trying to get my foot in the door, I, I was a lot cheaper and I would get maybe one out of three estimates. But uh, your first year, you're not going to get slammed busy. It just doesn't happen that way in Christmas lights. But you'll get the experience so that you can make it big your second year. Um, but the biggest thing, if you already have a stable company year round, a lot of people get into Christmas lights just because they don't like if you a good uh, good businesses are built out the backs of good employees. So a good employee is not going to stay around for a company that doesn't have consistent work and lets them go for a couple months every year. So a lot of people get into Christmas lights just because they need to keep their employees busy in the winter. But what they found, a lot of businesses have found what used to be their slowest time of the year now becomes their busiest time of the year. And it actually, it, you're, uh, once you, if you've been doing Christmas lights for a few years, not only does it become your, your slowest part now to your busiest part, but you, you develop systems now to deal with the stress load of having a busy season now that helps you grow your rest, your business the rest of the year because you find the cracks in your systems really easily in Christmas lights because it will put all your, all your systems to a stress test. Not your first year because you're going to be learning how to do it. But once people in your city start to see you do it, they're going to be it, a lot of people will be sticker shocked and not go for it probably the first year. But once they see it and then it just becomes in the culture, like I was one of the first people in my city doing it and everyone thought it was outrageous, but just the rich people wanted it. And so they started passing me my name around to other rich people. And so I don't even do much marketing anymore. But I mean, I wouldn't be scared that you're going to be slammed busy your first year. It's, it's probably not going to happen. So and it's real easy to, to stop that. You just raise your prices. So but if you can get five to 10 jobs your first year, that will get you to see that people are willing to pay it. I wouldn't expect to make six figures your first year. I mean, that can happen, but it's usually for people that are in really populated areas that does happen for. But it's the thing about stable business that people come back every year and they bring their friends. Um, so I've never seen a business like this. Um, but it really does help out businesses that don't want to lose their employees in the winter. But it's, the thing is, it's really consistent. You know, for about in the month of November, you're going to have a lot of work and then it's just done. And then you got to take it down again in January, which they come down. I mean, a lot of ladders, a lot of houses, we take down the lights. We don't even pull a ladder off the truck. So, um, it takes five, 10 minutes to take the job down. That took two hours to put up. So, um, takedowns, it's not, it just gives my guys something extra to do. So I don't know if I'm talking about a bunch of stuff you don't really want to hear, but um, it, it, for me, it's been a great business. I used to do bounce houses back like 10 years ago. That was my first business. I'm an entrepreneur. Like my brother said, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I, 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 got, a, I, I got too many ideas all the time. I start all these different businesses. But the reason I'm still on Christmas sites is because it just like it grows every year and you don't have to put much effort into it. So the, the first year, it, it didn't seem like much to me because I was just dipping my toes in. Just I didn't realize people were willing to pay this kind of money. But, yeah, as the longer I was doing it, the more I started getting more aggressive because I was like, I don't make this kind of money doing anything else. Like people get really crazy about it's an emotional sale. 
which I think bounce house is a little bit of an emotional sale, but Christmas lights is even more. It's like, they just want it. Cause they want to, they want something good for their family for the holidays. So they, they spend a lot more money. I mean, it's just, it's, people like to have a good holiday for their family. So they're willing to spend above and beyond even what they're really comfortable for that time of year. Even if, if they've been having a rough year, sometimes they're going to go out and spend extra on the holidays. So. Yeah. A lady hugged me with tears in her eyes and gave me a $3,500 check. <laughs> like, for what kind of setup? In her eyes. <laughs> what kind of setup? Just, just, it, it's a mansion. Just, a yeah, house, okay. just, just the ridge lights. Yeah, ah. you're, you're going to go into houses where they got gate codes to get in and stuff. I mean, I, I drive up to houses. I don't even know that. I was like, where do these people come from? Like, where do they make their money? There's people in your community that make way more money. Are you get, getting called out? Yeah, you get a call. Thank you. I'll get all y'all later on. Okay. Yeah, there's a ton of firefighters that do Christmas lights. For sure. I mean, it's perfect. I, I was trying to recruit firefighters last year. We we were getting so busy, like we couldn't even handle the, the workload that was coming in on the back of my terrible Facebook ad that I had up, but it was just crushing it. And I was trying to recruit firefighters left and right. <laughs> what to install for you? Yeah. Yeah. Firefighters, they're not usually scared of heights. So they seem, I mean, all across the country, we have so many firefighters that put up Christmas lights. It's like a culture for firefighters. Right. Yeah. Hey, Zach, bro, you, you seem like a pretty, you know, like a badass dog. I appreciate your service. I don't know if he can hear me right now, but it looks like, it, you know, they're going out. That, that was actually like my plan D and it never kind of worked out. So, but uh, that's pretty cool. Just to give praise to him. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, if any of you guys are interested in doing Christmas lights, we got a training that's going on in my neck of the woods on uh, September 30th. Tickets are $800. I think we're just going to keep them at $800. Feels like the right amount of money. You said eight? eight? Yep. 800 uh. Uh, I could have, well, what time is it? Was, what? what's that? What do you say, Janice? I said, what time is it? I only, I need to put that on my schedule so I know when I'm going to do my traveling. Fly in the day before, spend the night in New Orleans, have a little, little bit of fun, a little bit of fun. New Orleans can be dangerous. <laughs> and then come in uh, the next, and then drive in the next morning. So yes, it is uh, from what, eight to five or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be close to that. It'll be all day, quote unquote, all day. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, we're good. I so appreciate. Yeah, and I'll call and you. I, I got your uh, voicemail. I was busy the other day, and then it just it's still on my to do list. So I'll I'll call you tomorrow, though. I promise. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. All right, y'all. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna end this puppy so I can jump over into Tariq's. Uh, live, I really want to get in there. Um, he's doing how to survive the off season. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. It'll be on Facebook for sure. The link. I don't have it. I wish I had. I wish I would have saved it, but I don't have it. But anyways, I would suggest you jump in there because Tariq's a good dude. And uh, Fred, if you 
I think he posted that in one of the bounce house groups. Uh, maybe I can send it to you, but that, that, that is going to be Christmas light city in there. As soon as I pop in there, everybody's going to be going nuts about Christmas lights. Yeah. If you can send me the link, yeah, I'll try to hop on. If I don't want to, if they don't want to hear about, it, I don't want to like talk about stuff. That's not <laughs> I mean, they're at, down their Avenue, but yeah, if they're interested, I'll, I'll be talking about now, it. Tariq, Tariq sent me a message uh, specifically. It was like, Hey, I just want to make sure you're going to be on this. Like, I, mine's my I got my live show today too but but I'll be there I just didn't know when but I'll, I'll see I'll, I'll as soon as I get the link to jump in is is zoom I'll text it to you yes yes awesome all right thank you all right cool all right thank you everybody that was a good show that was episode four that was a great one so I'm gonna end this now you guys do all the things like subscribe if you're still listening on YouTube and the podcast like subscribe otherwise I'm jumping into Tariq's so thank you peace <laughs>